Hey, hello, how are you doing everybody? This episode today is fantastic. It's with Mr. Matthew Frost, Matt Frost. Go back to episode one and two, it was a two-parter and Matt was our first ever guest. We went back to childhood, Matt took us through his, his kind of life trajectory. He's a martial artist, he's a owner of cryotherapy lincoln our sponsor as you well know he also has float lab lincoln and he has 23 cbd as well he's an entrepreneur he's a punk rocker he applies that punk rocker ethic to everything and he's a good friend and a outgoing free thinking independent minded gentleman and he looks fantastic i'm so pleased we've got him in in the studio now and you can see him he's tattoo on the head mohican and beautiful attire uh, and an expressive human being and a really positive warm energy and I think this podcast will will bring that through thank you to our sponsors thank you to Matt thank you to cryolab.co.uk of course we know we can't do anything right now because you're not allowed to touch humans you're not allowed to look at humans you're not allowed to be a human you're not allowed to think like a human you're not allowed to talk like a human fuck off Uh, you know how that goes so just google it do you reading? Do you learning? And in a response to not being allowed to be a human, when we when we move forward into this world into twenty twenty one, start applying some actions that really hand you back your autonomy. That's a really good way of of sticking two fingers up to what doesn't feel right in any way, shape, or form. But that's another story. Thank you to our other sponsor, our first ever sponsor that we took on from episode number one, which was GoDeepFlotation dot com. Kieran is going to be coming into the studio. He's going to be, uh, well, we'll be releasing his episode sometime in January. We went back and visited some stuff that we did over the Christmas period, which was really interesting. Uh, We also spoke to the other guy involved in that. I don't want to give too much away, but he was a shaman. uh, And myself and Kieran found ourselves in a shamanic setting purging. We'll get to that. But yeah, you can check out flotation therapy, check out cryotherapy, just Google them. This episode you're about to listen to, we go in deep on cryotherapy and cold therapy, meditation, not so much on the flotation therapy because we do that with Kieran. But yeah, you're going to learn a lot, I think, if you don't already know or have heard or have an intuition for this stuff. It's really useful and we're going to go in deep, literally. Uh, but you can use the code word CHEW when these two businesses do get back up and running and available to human beings to use human being services provided by other human beings that you can go near, touch, talk, generally just survive and live alongside in harmony, in positivity. You can get back there. Code word CHEW will get you 10% off of these. So write that down, make a note of it. By the time we get back in, reach out to these guys in the meantime. If you do find yourself reading and you find that there's a lot of positivity that you could probably take from this, reach out, send them a mail, drop them a message in the socials. They're all linked in, in in the description of this podcast. And set yourself up for when we can be back in the world. I also want to say thank you for the ramble chat response. It's always a bit daunting doing a ramble chat for me just being on my own, not having a guest, not having somebody's story to direct the conversation. For those of you who listen here, for those of you who might be new listeners, The Ramble Chat is the video version of these intros, basically. So on these audio ones, if you just listen in audio, then basically you know by now, or if this is your first stop, I generally do a 15, 20-minute intro, which is just rounding up all things to the chat, some of my personal stuff, just general chit-chat of what's going on and how the podcast 
has come to light and what things are going to be coming up and what we might be up to. And just a little bit of therapy for me to ramble. But the ramble chats themselves are the video version of that. So if you're not on YouTube, head over, hit subscribe, search to the chat podcast. We're about to hit 3,000 subscribers. Really proud of that. We've got some wonderful stuff coming this year. But it's there's no intros or outros. It's just cut to straight to the chat with our guest. So a ramble chat does two things for me, really. It allows me to do a roundup every now and again and give the guys in the video community this kind of roundup that you get every week on the audio. But it also allows me to plug any gaps. If, for instance, as this one came about, it was handy because producer Aiden got struck down by the track and trace app. I think he'd potentially pushed this trolley that someone else had pushed who had flu. So he was struck down by the, the track and trace and was had to do 10 days of, you know, self-reflection about his action and, and so on. <laughs> the potential of him killing people if he was to not leave his house or if he did leave his house, sorry. So yeah, Ramble Chat kind of plugs that gap. It allows me to round everything up and it also allows me to catch catch uh, any gaps within the schedule, which might prove difficult this year. <laughs> you might hear a lot of me rambling. But it was an amazing bit of feedback because, again, it timed in lovely with the fact that it was the end of the year, turn of the year, and we look back at this first year. We're at 27th for this month. Mr. Matthew Frost, you're about to meet again. He was our first guest and I look back across the year and it was really quite emotional for me seeing how far we'd come and looking at, yeah, the whole deal. It was it was mad seeing seeing how the studios changed, the equipment's improved, the the ease of the podcasts themselves, just finding that groove, just finding that, that comfortable space, the, the, the guests themselves, just wonderful as always. So yeah, it was really cool. And then looking forward, projecting forward into the future with potential guests and a load of stuff's happened since I've done that, which I'm really excited about, but I will hold on to my tongue for that. A couple of things just need lining up. Um, but yeah, really, really grateful. So thank you so much for the kind words and the messages and we really appreciate it. And if you've shared to friends or people that you think might benefit or enjoy what it is that Chew the Chat does. We thank you with much love. Uh, this week, music-wise, I'm gonna play I'm gonna play something punky because Matt is a he was a traveling punk rocker. He kind of defied a, a, quite a lot of logic when he was a traveller. So he was a traveller living in a 1945 Leyland Hippo military truck 12 tons worth of that went at a maximum pace of i think it was 23 miles an hour and he used to drive around europe stop create a community this was before rave so in the early days it would just be punk bands that would set up they would play um for a couple of days they would party they would build community someone would be baking bread someone would be selling lsd someone would be you know, selling fruit. Someone would be looking after the kids and then they'd pack up, move on and go to the next place. And eventually rave culture came around and the, the music changed. And yeah, it was uh, a really interesting, a really interesting time that it sounds like when, when he recounts it. So we're going to play some punk music and I think we're going to play blank generation, Richard Hell, because it kind of sums up where we're at at the minute. I really think it does. So, again, thank you, everybody. 
Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for caring. If you are listening in Apple iTunes and you haven't dropped us a, a little rating and a review, a sentence in there just is real big help. It really does help to to send the algorithm a message that you're listening and other people like you will, will get to see the podcast, get to find the podcast, come across this podcast and we can build our little tribe with more like-minded people who, who are, yeah, really enjoying just open flowing conversation in a time where this blank generation is going to blank itself out. We're going to lose all of our personality if we don't do something. So yeah, if you can drop us a, a little rating and a review, share it, tell a friend, that's amazing. It really does help. Also, uh, I'm asking you to do a load of shit now. Head over to the new website. I must mention the new website. We got a reach out from 40 Miles West Media Company who are following the podcast, love the podcast, really enjoy it. So much so that they just said, we're going to have to do, a, you need a website. We're going to do your website, want to do your website. And they've done us one. It's amazing. Nice, simple setup. Really, really cool. And we've got a newsletter on there and we're going to try and just cultivate a little community within that platform over the, the next year because we're going to find that YouTube and all of these social media platforms are just going to start ejecting any any kind of conversation or ideas that do not fit. They're just not going to have it. So we need to be really careful about that um, and we need to try and build our own community. So when the, when the, when the sky does fall, we've got one another in this place and we can still have talk that is not having to be fabricated, to be censored, to be controlled, to suit the platform that it has to exist on. We want to be able to shoot from the hip, get it wrong, get it right, make mistakes and learn. That's what this is all about. So again, we implore you to get over there and do that. Become part of the community. Drop us a message. Say hello. Tell us who you are, what you're doing. If you think you've got a guest story, if you know a guest you think would be great to get on, just drop us a line. Get in contact. Let us know who you are. We love chatting with you guys. Hokey dokey. Without further ado, this is episode number 47 of the Tudor Chat podcast with Matt Frost.
belong to the blank generation and I can take it or leave it each time well I belong to the generation but I can take it or leave it each Anyway, cheers, Matthew. Matthew Frost, friend of the show. First ever guest we had on Chew the Chat. This was back in the day before full video. What concerns me is I'm back. Yeah, well, you listen, you're, you're in full, <laughs> full dapper attire for our listeners and viewers. First episode was a two-parter. It was the first episode I put out um, January the 27th, so we're coming up on a year. Um, and it was fantastic. We covered a lot. We covered, you know, early days, uh, some of your traveling. And I think we finished up around the love of martial arts turning into a business. But you've got many, many, many stories. And I want to dig in. I mean, one of the fascinating things we talked about for people who want to go back and have a look um, or listen the, is, is available on YouTube, the audio. Um, you talked about driving around Europe in, in the, the truck, in, in the truck, the World War Two. How big is it? It's a uh, twelve ton, six six before Leyland Hippo, nineteen forty five. I still still got it, yeah. You yeah, still I've been got it. Driving it recently, I just charged the batteries up the other day, took it for a spin. But it gush, the radiator's leaking, so I'm driving through Saxony, and people are like, "What's leaking, mate?" I'm like, yeah, I do I like that. <laughs> like a waterfall coming out the bottom of the end. It's the least of my worries. It's got no brakes. No, it's <laughs> 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 amazing. Well, when you were telling the story about driving around Europe, you know, and doing what twenty. 23 flat out. 23 yeah, yeah, flat yeah. out. Mm. It's red hot in somewhere like Spain, you know. Mm. Breaking is a two-man job. That just, that yeah, was, was mesmerising and, and a testament to your character. Well, I forgot. That, uh, we talked about, because it was in the heat, it was just insane. Yeah, We had figured out, you know, it didn't take me long to figure out, because I could basically collapse. I got out of the cab and collapsed from heat exhaustion. <clears throat> Because I do like 12 hours runs in it at 23 miles an hour. You're not covering a lot of ground. <laughs> you know, if you're going up the Pyrenees, it was literally five miles an hour all day long, literally sitting there, just let the engine do its thing. Loud, noisy. Noisy, imagine. very, yeah. Cotton wool in the ears because I didn't have headphones. So you'd be, yeah, yeah. They had a stereo, which you know, blast me. You know, you could hear it. You could just hear it. But, and I didn't, I, forgot, I remember all them stories and I'd forgotten them until the other day because it was cold and it's England and I was in it. And uh, we used to, it was in France, minus yeah, you know, like minus ten, and the the wind, the roof's here. So if you sat up straight, you can't see out. The roof drops down in front, so you'd end up, you know, hunched up like this, and you'd be, and you know, there's a big giant windscreen wiper bolted to the middle of the window, so you can't see through. So you lift it up so you can see, so it opens. So you're doing twenty three, 
and it's raining and sleet and it's minus 10 in France. I'd have scars. My mum knitted me this scarf when I was a kid because I was a Doctor Who fan. And it was like, it was like nine metres long. <laughs> so I still had it. And it was like wrapped round and round and a motorbike gloves on. And sometimes put an helmet on, like motorbike helmet, but driving it like trying to keep... <laughs> like, it was frozen. But yeah, we didn't stop. I know. And it's some, that is... You know, I mean, to think of that today, you were in it the other day. I mean, and I've spoken to Paula, your wife, and I think I said to you on that first episode, <laughs> how did Paula put up with that? You know, she's, uh, she's, she's a trooper. Yeah, she's yeah. a trooper. Yeah. yeah, she's not so keen now. Yeah. But, <laughs> no, <laughs> but at the time, yeah, I mean, I still love it. I, do, I mean, it's not something I do wonder when I get in it, although I am... That's changing a little bit. When I got in it last year a lot and drove it, I was used to, like, the the... the the memory of that person that did that was like, what the hell? That's so bizarre. I can't imagine ever doing that. But I'm driving it a lot lately, and I'm mm. starting to imagine him doing that again. Oh, wow. I quite happily think I'd quite happily drive off to yeah. Portugal or Poland yeah. in it again. I yeah. think you could probably fill it up with other people who wouldn't normally take it up, but given the current climate, a lot of people <laughs> think, fuck it. Yeah. Let's get out of here. Five <laughs> mile an hour that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was, that, was, um, that was a really intriguing... Um, part of the podcast for me and as we went through through your story we I mean we only barely touched you know different versions of different chapters of your life um but we we did we did sort of get towards business and and what I wanted to talk to you about today not predominantly but obviously I want to get to it you you sponsor the podcast the audio version of this podcast that goes out you know we mm-hmm. we've got the cryo lab lincoln which you run mm-hmm. and own and and promote and try and get to as many people as possible and i wanted to ask a bit about cryo and how that journey's been so far um you know and what what do you see the future looking like for things like cryotherapy and you know general Mm. interaction with humans and trying to find therapies and look after our health you know we're we're, we're, i think we're all probably aware of our immune systems more than ever Mm. yeah no it's been it's been really positive actually and obviously the lockdown there's a kicking the teeth every time it happens for everyone but um during lockdown one uh, towards the end of it and times and dates i'm lost with uh but towards the end of the lockdown one we was allowed to reopen the cryotherapy the gym was still shut and if you remember the cryotherapy was down the bottom of the gym in the corner near the mats and uh i reopened it and it was getting some bookings and it was doing okay and i, I was because the gym was empty i wasn't in martial art mode, training mode, you know, coaching mode, that side of the business mode. I was just, you know, running people through the cryo. And and uh, I was having conversations and I just realised, just the conversations were above my pay grade, a lot of them. So I was just listening. I didn't pretend to know what I was on about. You know, I had ladies visit me with MS and I was, they were talking to me about their MS and why they were using it. And people visited me for all sorts of reasons. And uh, I, I just stood and looked around the gym while I was talking to one lady. She was telling me about her ailments and I just went, this isn't, the appropriate place for the cryo. Uh, you know, you walk in to a gym. Often there was people training on the mats. I'd, I'd even run it when I'd have white collar on. There'd be 70 people on the mats training. The room would just be like a steam in there, a mist of fog and sweat and loud music. And then they'd be like, if you just walk down this ca- corridor <laughs> past this cage wall and then i'm going to go in the cage at the bottom with you and i'm going to put you in a machine and close the doors and press it it's going to freeze you while all these people watch you know grunting and banging yeah and, yeah, yeah yeah so like i was like ah 
I mean, when I said it out loud, I was like, you moron, of course it ends like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, but you just, I was in that mode, I'm cryo this, that, that, just do more stuff. And um, it just gave me time to think. So I went, right, okay. So started looking at other venues around Lincoln, uh, thinking of getting a separate plate, a separate business premises for that and the float and a few other things. And then, because uh, I couldn't work for, figure out how to fit it into the academy sensibly without spending far too much money. And then Paula just said something one day. She went, why don't you just do the entrance to the martial art academy there where the roller shutter door? And I, as soon as she said it, I just went, perfect. That's exactly what we need Powerful to do. Powerful Paula. Yeah, it's just a simple little thing. But as soon as she said it, everything else fell into place. It was like, so that, ah, yep, done. So I'd got, we just had a massive refit towards the end of the first lockdown. Spent, invested quite a lot of money, went for it. Um, so now you you arrive at the cryotherapy place. I mean, you've been, you've seen it. So you arrive, you wouldn't know the gym exists mm-hmm. unless you know that unless you know the gym exists. And you can come and you can go and float and cryo, and it's a separate sort of I won't say spa like, but professional. Yeah, it is. Yeah, professional um, yeah. premises sets the tone. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, and uh, once we started advertising again and building a new clientele, it just took off. I was just sold out every week. It was fantastic, and the and. And I did my stats a week or two ago, and it's pretty much 89% returning customers. Everyone that visits pretty much returns. And the uh, the feedback's just incredible. Mm. Just, And I've started to understand, myself personally, I've started to understand a lot more about it as well, because it's all it's new technology, so a lot of stuff, um, a lot of feedback I'm getting is like, oh, okay, uh, don't know why. <laughs> Never heard of that. You know, rare diseases like uh, myofascia pain syndrome. And someone came with that and and just three, four sessions after 20 years of serious pain and morphine. Um, she came in the second time. She was she looked like she a completely different person. It was absolutely incredible transformation. It's just like she went, walked in and it's just like, oh, uh, hello. She went, people say I'm not a bitch anymore. And she was just like laughing. And so, <laughs> I mentioned it to her on about a third or fourth visit, whichever her last one was. And she was laughing. I was like, she's completely transformed. Her. People ask, you, well, have you had your facial? And which where are you doing your treatments? And she's like, oh, no, I'm having a, they're like, what? And I'm the same. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I've never heard of the disease or ailment, whatever it is. But I'm starting to learn more, like, you know, especially with the anxiety and depression side of things, because that's an interesting area for me, not what I was expecting when I got the cryo, but because it became such a a large, uh, a large part of the feedback, I started looking into that. And it's kind of obvious the the serotonin, dopamine, and endorphin release that you get the neuroadrenaline release. It's, it basically basically gives you a nice kickstart because I, I, some of the feedback's ridiculous. As in, like just like well, it, it hasn't done that. It can't. That's bizarre. But and uh, you know, like one guy's a DJ and uh, shout out to Dale and uh, he uh, he came. He lost his motivation for DJ and he'd been DJing twenty years and he didn't enjoy it anymore. He wasn't motivated. Didn't you know get in there and. He came one session and he sends me, you know, links me to his videos every week. He does, and he's like, I can hear the music again. My hearing's in, you know, back. And da, da, da. and it's like, well, it's not, it's actually not the hearing. I didn't say that to him. He'll hear this now, but it's, you know, it's been six months, seven months since. So he's on his, he's on his trajectory now. But it's just giving him that kickstart, that little boost, that little like lift in life. Yeah. And he's awake again, if you like, for yeah. of, you know, a, a li- <laughs> terrible scientific term. But he's just, you know, he's, he's on it. And it's just giving him that little kickstart he needed. And he's he's off. And he's, mm. ah, this is how it can be. But, but, and he's back into his music and he's enjoying it. And he doesn't need to come back and do another session. It's terrible for business. It's fantastic for... <laughs> well, the, I mean, I try and... Um, I try and just educate people about it every week on the audio intros and outros when obviously I give you guys a shout as, as sponsors of the podcast. And I always... 
kind of am aware that I am not a scientist and I and I, as much as I read <clears throat> it is it's a different it's a different thing having a direct experience of something and reading stuff and at this level when you start talking about cellular biology and mm. all these things it is a lot of information to understand and you need to understand one thing to understand the next but when I'm when I'm doing you know my, my chat about the cryo on the, on the audio versions of this podcast I'm always trying to push people to read about it because if you do a bit of reading you can find lots and lots of information online um, I'm sure Aidan will pull something up now but when you start to read it in front of your face and you realise like you just said anxiety depression skin ailments just general uplift awakening sort of it seems too good to be true yeah yeah and it seems ludicrous yeah, that no, you would does, just yeah. get cold no, I've got one and it does yeah three mm. minutes mm. and somehow you can set yourself on a trajectory whether it's like you say waking up or actually becoming um a regular user and having a whole host of just because in the end whether you're fixing your, your bad back or your skin ailment or whatever if you, it seems to me that by doing it by doing it regularly people can um create a whole new it sounds ludicrous but like a version of themselves mm. literally no, like a reawakening yeah, yeah. And the more you read about cold therapy and the actual science, it is fascinating. Mm, no, it is. It is. It's bizarre because it's like, like you say. I, 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 at the beginning, I was, I was like, "Well, this guy came in and he did this and da da da." And in the end, you have to, you have to back off because I was excited about it. And you go, "I just sound like a snake oil salesman." You know, I sound ridiculous because yeah. it, it does. And I'm like, "But the the very the, the the thing I've got on the wall when you walk in, yeah, cryotherapy, good for depression, anxiety, sports recovery." Uh, insomnia that, and it just and it lists all these things and you look at it and go really <laughs> well three minutes so, hold on so, no way but when you with a basic understanding if you a lot of those things are linked to inflammation a lot of those things are linked to you know and you go oh so i mean the number one thing that it does is just blitz inflammation and a lot of things are linked to that you know arthritis mm. and i had going off on a tangent because i just i had my first experience and I, again there's no evidence for this is that so i i haven't had an injury in since i've had the cryo and i didn't realize until recently and uh i always i've always had, i always have injuries you know i train i train like i shouldn't at my age probably i get mm -hmm. thrown around a lot by you guys a lot younger than me and uh i'm I nearly always carrying a neck or a shoulder injury not to the point of needing hospital although sometimes yeah and i'll just i don't go to hospital and I, I understand that they'll tell me to go home and not use it so i just yeah, I'm working it all out myself. But I have an ongoing back injury that I did from a deadlift 20 years ago. And I have to ma I manage it. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it's fine. And uh, I triggered it a few months, a month or so ago. I'd done some serious wrestling sessions and I'd, I was digging holes in clay for like all week, 12 hours a day. And my back was under a lot of stress. And I just put my shoe on and it went. And it was the same injury. And I was like, oh, I know what's going to happen here. A month of rehab, can't train, can't do anything. And uh, I went, Paul, just drive us in. Couldn't get dressed. Paul had to dress me and drove me to the academy. Wow, that debilitating. Oh, yeah, it's probably, yeah, yeah. Uh, excruciating pain. That's horrendous. And uh, she drove me in. They helped me into the cryo unit. Did one session. Went home. I'd freed off. I, I, I got my movement back. Because I was just literally couldn't. I was like, oh, yeah. the, the pain was so bad. Your body, you know, I was locking up. And like, I can't. Mm. Just like that. And uh, one session. So I went home and I freed off a little bit. And I was walking around and I could move. And I was just you know, feeling it out. Went back in that evening, did one more session. Instantly, no, z zero pain, none. I could tell, it hadn't mended it. I could tell exactly where the, it's all like, oh, from 
from my whole body going into sort of like stress response from the pain I was in to like all that disappearing, all the muscles relaxing to the point of pain, the yeah. actual injury itself was like a little pinprick just there. I was like, oh, it's there. So I was up a ladder the next day working, loading my roof up. I was doing a kettlebell class two days later. As long as I controlled my movement and didn't do anything stupid that aggravated that specific point, I was back training the next day. And I was like, I get that response from a lot of people over the last you know year of running it. And I'm like, oh, that's great. Yeah. But I ha hadn't experienced that myself. So a lot of people coming in with back injuries from training and, you know, and, and managing pain through serious back injuries like car accidents, you know, seriously, seriously done. And uh, I was like, oh, okay, you know, but understanding it cerebrally, mm. that word that I nearly tried to say then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> understanding it with brain yeah. and uh, and then experiencing it. And I was like, this is what everyone's on about. And it, we gave, it was a fantastic feeling to actually yeah. experience that. Yeah. And then the penny dropped. I was like, I haven't had an injury in like over a year. And because I use it regularly... And I'd read these studies. It's like, you know, you read the studies and it's, you know, prevention of injuries in, in players of da, da, da. And I've got all the studies from Dr. Rondo and everyone. Mm. I was like, you know, I'd read all them studies about it, preventing injuries in training and this and that. And then I was like, Bye. yeah, I haven't had an injury yeah. in over a year. Yeah. None. Yeah. And that's the first one. And that was, you know, I'm not surprised you had an injury. I was in, that was a crazy week. For How often do you use it then yourself? Weekly. Well, you're weekly. Weekly without yeah. fail, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Unless a set... Unless I've sold all the slots by mistake and not saved myself. <laughs> I love that. that and then mistake. the last one that goes in, I do them. And, <laughs> and for you as well as a, as a um, the kind of human being you are, you know, you you everything that you do, everything every service that you provide is is for other people. You know, whether that's teaching kids as young as five, putting them on the trajectory to a martial art mindset, a respect, a discipline, a freedom mindset. Obviously, everybody in between is doing that training flotation and the cryo so you get to see the reactions of people you get to see the change you get to help kind of cultivate that that must be so rewarding mm. and, and and like you say this year of you listening to people in cryo saying oh this was happening and now this isn't you know that must be like a really mm. a lovely lift it is yeah it's nice it's interesting as well, well to see um quite interesting because i've got a few hundred students and some of them just there for martial arts some of them dip the toe in the cryo every now and again, in the float or whatever, or the cryo. And the, oh, I'm interested in float, but no, no, a cryo thing. And then yeah. there's others like, oh, I'll try the cryo and the float. And and then there's and it's there's um, a group of people that are interested in different areas and experiment with different areas and their relationship is you know like we did the uh, we had the Wim Hof coach Daniel Beckett over and there was a few of our students signed up and did that ice bath challenge breathing workshop with Wim Hof, and then since then a few of them have got ice tubs and gone started joining outdoor swimming groups in i think it's called lost the like wild swimming and stuff. yeah lincolnshire outdoor swimming tribe yeah um yeah and there's a few of them started doing that so people's relationships with cold and uh cold therapy and oh it's it really the stories when people come back and go, oh, i've got a tub in my garden now i do this every morning the kids do it with me i'm like oh really yeah that's cool oh that's so nice it's really nice all those things uh sort of interconnecting but on different levels you know some people are just only interested in the martial arts or some people are only in again some people are only come to me for the cryo some people don't even know the academies around the side of course yeah yeah so, so t take us to the to the the wim hof method then because i was supposed to go to that then i think it got cancelled yeah first lockdown wasn't it yeah can i I'm all right to drink out yeah of course you are yeah look, by the way we'll celebrate this is some of your cbd products which we'll get to i'm sure mm. um you brought these in these are these are lovely they're tasty 
dangerously tasty <laughs> and lovely and apparently go well with whiskey and gin oh right apparently. oh that's something i need to look into <laughs> what's the shop called at 23 cbd store dot store yeah yeah we're on dixon street yeah, and then we'll get to this further in the conversation as well, that, you know, these and cryo and floating together as a combination and just all round. Again, this is another element of your business. You know, mm. I've seen them with my own eyes. So many of your clients uh, or students coming in and just filling bags up and taking away mm. stock of CBD products. That Their anecdotal oh, stories yeah. are, are, are amazing. Yeah, they love it. This goes like, yeah. I was going to say hotcakes, but I don't know what I'm saying. It goes like cold tins, doesn't it? It's like cold tins and CBD. <laughs> <you think>? <laughs> <laughs> so with the with the Wim Hof method then, That's what I was about, yeah. um, you, you arrange that day where one of the guys, disciples, pilgrims, mm. trained Wim, in, in, in offering the Wim Hof method. That came around because I guess, obviously your whole intrigue of health and betterment and change and improvement and obviously the cryo so what was that like in comparison to the cryo is the correlations obviously cold is cold but it's different as we know cryo cold is very different to outdoor cold in you know december um and what was the experience like it was mind-bending was, was it yeah i wasn't looking forward to it i like i love cryo Love it. Go in there, minus one. I, did, I actually did minus 170 for seven minutes recently. Don't recommend it. But I'm in there and it's like, I, I walk around in a fog for four days. Like, nice fog. Didn't get anything done. It was terribly non-productive. Felt fantastic. But uh, I wasn't looking forward to the ice bath. And I uh, I was just intrigued about the breathing and the ice bath was like this thing at the end. I was like, oh, the ice bath was at the end. I might not do it. <laughs> so I talked myself out of it for about three months. And... Uh, and then the, we did the workshop and met Dan and his uh, partner, Heather, uh, and assistant Matt came along. And uh, it was instantly, he, he we sat, got everyone sat on the mats and it was all laid out. He had his shamanic drum and the mats laid out and we all came in. He sat down and the first thing he said, it was really nice. He just looked up and we've got our mission statement for the academy up on the wall and it starts with... Um, to awaken and harness and develop the instinct that lies in all of us and a place for learning, self-development. And, and he just looked and he went, that. He said, I could have that written on my wall, that. And and, it, and throughout the day, he just kept referencing that and oh, the, referencing the cryo and the flow and sort of, I don't know, it's, I think the common terms, but they call it biohacking. Bio yeah, yeah. Yeah, these days, I think. Okay. But he said, yeah, this, is, this place is settled. And so it was really, we made this connection straight away. Good energy on, on just our, flowing. Yeah, it was really nice. And then um, we talked about the breathing. And uh, we did some practice breathing, kneeling up, and then laid down, put some eye patches on, and uh, we did the breathing. To the, he went around banging his drum, and uh, he, we did the breathing quite intensely until he, you know, he said, I'll tell you when to stop, stop doing the, the music. I'll stop banging my drum, and you'll, I'll tell you when to come around. And uh, I had to stop at one point. I just thought I was so off my head. I was coming up. On like I'd done five grams of mushrooms wow. and, and a big dab of MDMA, Ooh. and I was I was having rushes through my body, and I was going. I had a, it started with a smile on my face. I was just laid there doing the breathing. A little smile came on my face, and it got bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'm laid there going, I must look really stupid. Not bothered, not self conscious, like, but like, I must look. Yeah, really the thought stupid. comes and, in. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was like, face, my face is smiling so much when he's walking past me with his drum. I must look like an idiot, but I like, obviously wasn't bothered. And then every breath, it got bigger and bigger until the smile was, I was like, I can't smile anymore. And then I do another breath and it got bigger, the smile. And it got big, and it was like bigger than my body. And it was just this, I was a smile. Wow. And then, 
And then I just burst into hysterics and I was laugh- laughing so much. And I was like, right, stop. Because I had students there and I had, there was other people. I was like, if we carry on, I know what I'm like. I'm quite an extreme character. And if you did give me five grams of mushrooms, then if we speak for a year or two, I don't know. <laughs> so I was like, like trying to control it. Like, whoa, whoa, just bring it back down. He gave us some recovery breaths. I'm trying to get myself like normal again because I was out of it. And then all of a sudden I was off doing the breath again. I was like, oh, I'm doing the breathing. And so it was like, what, what, which style specific of breathing was it that you were doing at that oh, point? Oh man, I'll butcher it now because I haven't actually practiced it at all since. Right. And uh, it was, it was, so the, I know it's the big, little in breath and the big out breath all the way out, hold out. And then you hold it out on the last one. I think there was 15 right. cycles. Can't remember the cycles, Sam. Can't yeah. I'll butcher it. Right. But there's a certain amount of in and out breaths. That, let the breath go out. Yeah. Out, yeah. long breath you know and out on the on the last breath what 15 or 30 cycles just hold it out right. and then repeat as soon as as soon as you need to feel like you need to breathe again yeah start again and uh i was holding it for what seemed far too long out not not no force i don't know if you've have you done it yeah uh, well the reason i ask is because when i came across the wim hof as he sort of exploded onto i think it was the Iceman documentary vice documentary um, and then he sort of just exploded on all my favourite podcasts. He just started turning up with Aubrey Marcus and Joe Rogan and uh, mm. Chris, uh, speaking, Chris Ryan, yeah. And he's just everywhere. So I was like, wow. And he's he's, he's an intriguing he's guy as well, Wim himself. Yeah, you know, he's got, he's got a, a really cool, he's got, a, well, he's got a very harrowing story, mm. but what a, a lovely energy. But yeah, he was talking about it and he, and he was saying about how easy it is and what I've been doing since then is the cold shower thing. And the breathing that I took from him that he was doing at that point was the, um, so big breath in and just drop your chest. So you don't let everything out, just, but you're taking everything you can in. So you're filling up. I know you can go both Mm. ways, can't you? And he said that in the shower, particularly like for for a man of my kind of size, between 30 and 50 of these breaths, or And then hold and just it. Let end. it go. And then yeah, yeah, just let it drop off. Just literally drop your chest and but then suck right up. And between thirty and fifty was when I would feel the tingles and the kind of the, the start to get that real kind of lightness. Mm. And then crank my shower on cold and kind of embrace the cold that way. And I've been doing that every day ever since. And I've loved it. And the breath the breath thing, I mean, I I, I stop there and I feel it there. I feel it at like 30, 30 40 breaths, mm. like that kind of just euphoric spaciness. There was a lot lot of people on that, a a lot. There was a few, there's only 10, it was limited to 10. So there's a few people actually there that had uh, been following his breathing for a year or so and doing the app or, you know, done his course. And uh, they, well, the the, the result at the end, so when we all came round and he sort of stopped the music and we all sat up, the the, the room was bizarre. Everyone just sort of looked round and was like, like no one said anything. Half of them were crying. Uh, then we, it was like, he said, go get yourself a cup. Yeah, put tears rolling down people's faces and stuff. Not me, Sam. Mm. Not You're me. too busy laughing. Too busy laughing. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it was hilarious. It was bizarre. And uh, and he was like, oh, you get a cup of tea and uh, we'll have a record, you know, sort yourselves out and we'll talk again in a minute. And everyone got a cup of tea and we just stood there and everyone was just looking at was going, did you? It was like, what? What happened? Yeah. Everyone was like, well, what happened? It was like, where do we go just then? It was bizarre. Because we were doing some incense and stuff. And I was, there was a part of me going, what was in that incense? Like, that was too weird. It was too strong. It was like, that can't be. Again, breath. too simple. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was a part of me going, that was too too out of, too too extreme. Like, that can't be in the breath. But everyone that had done 
the breathing before was like never had anything like that. It was like not that was unusual. What kind of length of time was this going on for then? It wasn't that long. We did that cycle. I think I did about six cycles of that thirty to fifty reps. Yeah, I think I went to the fifty. Like said, he said you can do between 30 and 50. And I think I went to the 50. And I mm. think I did five cycles. And I stopped on the fourth and was like, no, well, hold on a minute. But I'm yeah. losing the ply. Yeah. And then all of a sudden my body just stopped doing it again. It was like, oh my God, I'm off. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, just it wanted to do it. it like, well, I, didn't, I didn't trigger it. It was off on its own. But yeah, everyone was, um, everyone was blur- just, yeah, completely blown Emotionally away. kind of just, yeah, just ripped open in a way but without any yeah because i guess you're we're 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 waking up levels of our self that are i mean i'm listening to james nestor's book at the moment on audible yeah yeah breathe Hmm. my god absolutely and and you know what it's it's for me it's alongside matthew walker's Mm. why we sleep yeah it's It's impacting me on that level Mm. of like my god again so simple Mm. hidden in plain sight you know well the nose breathing stuff we um We spoke to a coach down south, Milton King, Tony Davis, who spoke uh, a few years ago. One of our fighters, Dom, was having a... His, we knew he was super fit, super... Um, just, you know, ridiculously fit. But he was gassing out in fights, and he was losing a lot of his fights because he just didn't have the energy. He's going into round threes and fours, and, you know, one of the reasons he was losing the fights. And uh, we spoke to a coach, uh, Tony, and he was like... He gave us some breathing exercises, and it was all nose breathing. Everything was nose breathing. And... His his um, explanation, he said, and it ties in with a bit with the James Nestor and there's so many different angles. And and uh, he, he said, uh, basically, if you're breathing through your mouth heavy, you're triggering a, a sort of a uh, panic response. So, you're, you know, if you have a panic attack, your body's like... <laughs> yeah. He said, if you're breathing through your mouth, it's like a panic attack in reverse. You're triggering a, a simulation of a panic attack. So it'll release, release cortisol into your body, a stress response, your muscles will stiffen up and it'll make you slower. And I was like, okay. That makes sense to mm-hmm. me. That's fine. So he gave us some um, training protocols, you know, jogging with water in your mouth so you can't, you have to breathe through your nose and and, and working it up. You know, like, like, it was a set of protocols to work with over a few months. Completely transformed Dom's cardio. Completely helped with his, I think he said it helped with his, his asthmatic. I have to mm. check with him on that. I think he said yeah, it helped with the, the, this is research on that, yeah. Mm. And so I started trying it in the kettlebell class because... What I do in my kettlebell class every Saturday morning is we do five three-minute rounds and then you run around in the in between the rounds so we don't stop. And uh, during the running round, I'm usually plodding, you know, dying after... Mm. I push Trying every, to get your breath. Yeah, yeah, because I push every round to the limit and uh, I just, I'm plodding around heavy-footed and I started doing the nose breathing. It took me a little, you know, I get maybe half a round in the first week and like, whoa, God, I can't breathe, can't manage it through my nose. Slowly got to the point where I could do the full se- session through my nose and I'd... I wanted to run around. I wanted to run around faster. Felt light. Felt different. Mm. Felt light in the head. Felt for more focused and clear, and not you know not as mm. like. Mm. It's real interesting. Well, all these, these you know, as I come come back to the to the Wim Hof method that you're doing at the at the, at the gym because all these things are hidden. They're they're like they're what we do, and we're so far removed from them, or we've come up with new process based on the processes or the structures that we live within now that it just seems fucking ridiculous. Mm. What do you mean I can change my yeah, yeah, yeah. spinal shape if mm. I breathe through my nose? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. But anyway, back to it's just you. moving. So you weren't looking forward to the getting in the tub water. 
the cut of the ice water. But when you've done that breathing and you're sort of having that little bit of a like, are you good? Are you good? What happened there? Like, what's next? Where do where do you, where does he take you there? At what point are you readying to get in that so, freezing water? So that was the weird bit. As soon as we got outside, it was seven o'clock on a when was it? Recently, anyway, it wasn't yep. too long ago. So it was a winter night, dark, it's gonna be cold. This CBD suite yeah, you kind of brought in, thank you, <laughs> and uh, the tubs are lined up. And uh, it was like, who wants to go in? Like, yeah. I didn't even let him finish his sentence. I just wanted to get in. I was just like, yeah, 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 I'm in. And I got in and uh, looking at the photos, I wasn't as deep as I thought I was. I thought I was up to my neck, but my arm, I was sort of here. So there's a bit of resistance. But I got an instant headache uh, up the back here, real sharp pain. And I just I just said, I said, you know, because I was trying to meditate through it. And I just said, I'm getting a really bad pain in my head. I don't want to get a migraine. Anyway, it's just your... Um, vessels contracting because of the cold and i went i thought oh, i'm getting out so I, I bailed out i did two minutes and I, I bailed out and everyone did a go and by the time they'd all done a go i stood in the car park middle of winter with me going on and like and, then, and i was like can i go again and he was like yeah yeah go on so i jumped in again and uh it it was a completely different experience so i made sure i went down on the second one and it just it just burned it felt like my skin was on fire and then there was like a mind-body separation because it was there was a different relationship with my mind and my body. I don't know if it, I, don't, I can't really explain it, but it was a, a very different experience of my body and what was going on, the sensations. It was like a separate what experiencing it from a separate place. And I was just really enjoying the uncomfortable sensations because I knew I'd be set. You know, it wasn't like, oh, my skin's on fire. I need to get out of here, put me out with a towel. I mean, you know, it was like, I, I knew I wasn't on fire, but it felt like I was on fire. So I was like, that's really interesting. Mm. What's that? And, uh, I did three minutes and then uh, the interesting bit was the next day for me was he, I mean, he, everyone did that. He talked people through it. Some people were having more trouble than others. Yeah. Some people were, um, again, trauma, holding trauma in certain places. It was, you know, there were, you know, there, there, there was, there was all sorts of things being expressed by different people. And, but for me personally, I, I went home and, I just went to went to bed. Next day, I got up and uh, I felt really odd. I was really agitated, really frustrated, really short temper. I had no patience whatsoever. And this went on all day. And I was trying. I had a lot of stuff to do, and I was getting really mad with everything. To the point of like, like oh, I'm throwing things. Wow. <laughs> Leave me alone. And uh, I just didn't want to speak to anyone. And I, and and I had a lot of pressure here. It was like a massive tension. I found myself all day. I was like, like oh. God, leave me alone. Like, what, mm. what is this? And uh, the next morning, the same, right, really tense, really anxious. And, uh, and there was a group of the people that went on the, the course. You know, Kieran was on it and uh, Danny, I think. Yep. And uh, so I just put on there, I said, anyone else feel like they want to kill someone? I said, I feel so frustrated and so impatient and like really off kilter. And everyone got back and went, oh, I'm so glad you said something. Like, I, I, yeah, me too. It was like, Kieran made me laugh. He said, there was no coffee this morning. I got really angry over no coffee. <laughs> Stamp my feet. Kieran, go deep. We're going to be talking to Kieran as well soon, so we'll, we'll touch on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> made me laugh. And uh, and everyone was like, yes, yeah. so I rang down and just said, look, is this normal? And he went, yeah, yeah. Uh, just just walk it off and tap and, you know, do some ta EFT. Yeah, I'm not too clued up on them sort of thing. And, and he said, walk barefoot outside, tap, you know, get the energy out. So I just went in and floated. I took 50 milligrams of CBD, jumped in the float. That was Tuesday night. And I went home and I sat on the set A and I poured a whiskey and I didn't drink it. I just sat there for four hours with a whiskey. And I, every breath, I was just getting the rushes, like rushes up my body. And like, I was like, oh, okay. 
And Paula was, was telly was on, and I wasn't really watching it. It was just there. I was just sort of sat there, and Paula kept going, you all right? And I was like, yep. Just, like, <laughs> just, just focusing on this wow. feeling. This is weird. And then I felt fantastic. It was like a, a weight had been released from my chest. So what was, like, what, free, what, freed open. What was he saying then in terms of it being energy and it's kind of a standard thing that you might feel? Well, he didn't say too much, but what, you know what life's like. It's weird, or it seems to be with coincidence uh, that week I had some people turn up for cryo you might even know some of them I can't remember the lady's name but she was saying oh I wanted to do the Wim Hof weekend with you the other day the training and I went oh yeah so I, same story told her and she went oh I'm a, I'm a shaman and this and that and sounds like you had some healing and that was you know you're holding something and, and then someone else came in and was like oh yeah well I'm a and it was, I was like oh okay <laughs> so right. that week I sort of had these people drop in one of them turned up and I told, I told him about breathing and he was like oh yeah I go to Tibet and I do the breathing that's this the two 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 did he call it Rob his name is anyway, I can't remember um, the st- but he's like yeah yeah I think Wim Hof was influenced by these people and I do that style of breathing and okay. Tibet comes from the Tibetan tradition of and mm. so I was like, all, all that week was like all oh, right really <laughs> just like, all this thing sprung up as yeah. really interesting yeah so but, the, yeah so what was the cold water like then comparatively to the cryo because you're quite well versed I mean there's a certain amount of confidence I mean I do I jump in the cold water whenever I can when I'm out camping we've got a lake out the back there we jumped in there on Boxing Day it's probably as cold as I've been in I think it's about 7-8 degrees but um, my friend who I did it with he said to me oh you you know you've been doing that cryo you know it's um, you're going to be alright and I'm like well it's a bit different mm, it's, different, it's yeah. very different yeah, cryo is yeah, yeah. difficult to explain the cryo cold but the water that 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 you, you mentioned that being on fire mm. yeah like like your skin's being ripped off mm. of your flesh. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah, the muscle of your, of your, you know, your fascia. Sounds sounds lovely. Yeah, Can we sell it. Can we sell so the marketing? Is it literally not zero degrees temperature of the water? No. What? So so that would have been probably my, from what I meant because I've just so since then I've bought a whiskey barrel, six hundred liter whiskey barrel. Yeah, I want to get to that. I've seen tangled up here. I'm having I've, a fight with the microphone. I've seen your um, <laughs> your pictures. Yeah. So I I started dipping every morning. I've actually switched that to the evening at the minute because I'm having strange effects similar to that, like a massive build-up. But to answer your question, the um, yesterday was one degree. I went in, broke the ice. It was half-inch thick on the top yesterday. One Foot degree? Pulled. Yeah. Now, that is very, very different than five. It was five degrees last week and one degree. So in the cryo, four or five degrees doesn't really make... You don't really know. Mm. You know 120, 150 a lot. And you know 170, and you know it starts getting quite intense. It's, but like two degrees, three degrees in the cryo doesn't really... I don't notice the difference. I don't, I don't know anyone that has. One or two degrees in the water is a big, big difference. Uh, and I, like I said, I've changed because I've been doing it every morning and I get the same, exactly the same, but not not unpleasurable now. So I get the build-up. Excuse me. I get the build-up of energy straight afterwards and it straight afterwards with the second i get out i've got a vibration here and it goes down into my arms into my hands and that started the first week because i started just before christmas with that and uh now it's sort of going all over my body but it's nice it's it's not it's not um uncomfortable it's quite a nice feeling but what was happening was was, if when i was doing it in the morning it was leaving me um I was doing three minutes every morning at 7.30, 8 o'clock, watching the sun come up. Hip, probably going for it. I, I like it, mate. I like it. This there. is where we need to be in 2021. <laughs> and, uh, I was loving it. I was like, as I go in, the sun's coming up. It's like this, this spiritual journey. But all joking aside, you know, we're talking about you've got a big bucket full of water that you get in and just watch the sun 
Come back. We can all do that. Yeah, it is amazing. Yeah, it doesn't cost anything. Fucking so powerful. Yeah, yeah, I know. It is an amazing. Because there's a Zen moment. There's a very, very, very calming moment. Because your breath at first is, and it's like, it's all about controlling that. And do you breathe the, before you go in? Or have you just been getting in? Just getting. Just wow. getting. I stand up. Get, it's up to here when I stand up in it. And then I go, one big breath. And on the out breath, I go straight down to my chin on the out breath. That took a few days to try, get to do that. The first few times was like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gasping. Yeah. yeah, like couldn't breathe, you know, like just couldn't breathe. It was out of my control, it felt. Uh, and so I've got that response. I can, I can breathe into it. But as the second I'm in and I'm shoulder deep, I settle and I meditate. And then it just, everything calms. Everything, there's just a moment where it just goes, vroom. And then the, it's really like where I live is I'm quite isolated and it's, there's no traffic sound. There's no, there's nothing. And, uh, you're just there. And then the, the sun is coming up. I have, I have done it so at the time. The sun comes up and uh, a big flock of birds flew over. And the sound from the birds was not like, if you normally look up and they go over and they go, it was like, it was like, there was a connection between the sound. It's like, I don't know what I'm on about. And, uh, it was just like this moment where I'm sat there and it's just like, and it was just, it was like you're involved with nature. Yeah. That's all the I don't know how to explain it, but it was absolutely incredible. Mm. Just sat there, I was like, wow, I'm in Saxby. <laughs> <laughs> Not in a samurai garden or anything. Yeah. But <laughs> but in here, in here, you're 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 tuning into something that's so simple, so um built into our DNA, built into our experiences, humans, you know, built in. And we're so far from it because of our wonderful innovation and mm. technological comfort. evolution. Yeah, comfort. Comfort, 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 comfort. Yeah. Half a degree, half a degree, yeah. Ooh, half a degree. And when you do look at, like, what does that mean? Like the, the ripple effect of making a room comfortable, artificial light, you know, and so on. Like, it's fascinating mm. how how we then sort of take that in and re re re-establish our perspective you know and so i think it feels like and maybe because i'm doing this podcast and we're sort of drawn to these kinds of people like you who are trying to reconnect to ourselves you know i i'm finding it more and more everywhere i look like people we are simplifying the people that i'm coming across you know trying to reconnect to things mm. and it is i keep saying it's so simple hidden in plain sight mm. for me camping this year has been massive and getting in the water mm. wherever i can find it so one 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 degree in that barrel, uh, I, I went in. I think earlier this year, the coldest I'd, I'd been in was like ten point four degrees in in Yorkshire, and I'd been in at like twelve thirteen before that, and that from there was enormous. I got in that ten degree thing, and it was yeah, like yeah. whoa, skin ripping off. And what I found strange is, as soon as I walked out, literally as each step I'm coming out and less water contact with flesh. I get out and I'm like, oh, I could go back in. Mm. I'm going back in. And I went back in and it was like, whoa, like just, no, nothing's changed. It is Did savage. It yeah. There is Manage a point though. There is a point. I, I miss it if I don't do it at the minute. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. My wife and I have been talking since since Boxing Day. She, you know, we need to go and do it at the lake again. Um, but it is, it, it, there's a point as well. Like when we went on Boxing Day, my wife got in, she just went in and just swam. She just got in and swam. She was in there for about four minutes moving a body there's like a biting point that you can get past isn't there or i found anyway that you can sort of get past that first 40 seconds or 50 seconds mm. whatever it might be where it really is like oh my skin's being yeah, ripped from that. me yeah, yeah, yeah. once you get past there you can kind of manage oh mm. i can manage for maybe another minute maybe another two minutes and then it's like whew. but when you get out instantaneously for me like the 
the aura of mm. just like yeah, yeah, yeah. all of those endorphins just mm. I'm yet to experience the I've had it from the cryo I've had that from the cryo where I've been I've kind of been got home and I'm thinking oh everything's great because I'd, I'd planned my day mm. I've done all my admin I've done all the shit I need to do you know I've been with the kids I went on the cryo I've got a free afternoon we're going to watch a movie we're gonna, uh, time is mine and I've got back and I've been like kind of like agitated and kind mm. of not quite where I need to be and I can't say I physically felt anything but i've definitely felt that kind of just certain uneasiness which mm. didn't add up because i've done everything right here everything's just stirs stuff up sometimes yeah though. i've noticed that yeah it's like some but it's like it's like a meditation session sometimes you'll sit down and it's the perfect meditation session if there is one and other times you sit down and it's like the mind's off and it's cluttered but you know that is the perfect meditation setting in all mm. as well mm. but we don't see it like that generally do we? we're like oh this is well, everything's off and i'm doing a meditation and cryo's the same for me and the, and they're getting in the water barrels the same for me and it's all that, you know, you're different every day. The cryo, the waters, everything's different. The temperature's different. Mm. The environment's different. Although it's in the same place, there's different yeah. um, temperatures, different um, atmosphere, you know, atmosphere. It's, everything's slightly different. Mm. We're not the same thing from mm. day to day. So when we get in, we are a different person. Mm. And how we react is a reflection of that, I think. How long have you had the barrel? Got it just before Christmas. So... When you'd done the Wim Hof thing and you had that experience and you've been through the energy thing and then you, you, you kind of work out what that is, you speak to the, the guys that come in and say, oh yeah, you've had an, you've had an energy or you've had a release mm. or whatever. Is getting back in the cold water like on your mind is it, or is it an experience that you put down to, okay, I'm going to stick with cryo? Or do, when do you start thinking, actually, I, 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 I want to do that again? No, I was fascinated. Right. I don't understand why I haven't done the breath since. I don't know. I, I'm quite a... Um, obsessive person with things and you know the cryo the flow the mm. marshmallow quite i'm quite obsessive when i get into something and the and and as extreme as the breathing was i'm quite surprised that i haven't just gone you probably just got like a warning way. sign of thinking me <laughs> breathing going hysterical too much it's probably what it is scared yeah you've scared got like a, that again. you've got a built-in yeah. system to protect yourself <laughs> yeah. from your own madness yeah. yeah don't do that don't do that really don't do that uh Yes, I don't know why I haven't done that. I've not been motivated to do it. Do you know, I've let it go in the shower. For a long time, I was pulling off the breathing first. So I just, and I'm not any hero in a cold shower. I'm having a normal shower, like I always have done. Shower, nice hot shower. And then when I, when I'm, when I would normally get out, that's when I know I'm going to do the cold. So I'll crank it up hot for just a little bit. And then I would do my breathing. I'll just do those 30 breaths. And it literally takes 30, 40 seconds a minute, if that. And I would get the tingle and then crank it onto cold. And then I do how I go, how I sort of make it try and be consistent is I sort of go around incrementally. So I'll just you know, hit this part of my body, then I'll just step in slightly, you know, five seconds there, mm. all the way around, sort of like a, you know, maybe eight sided. And I'll go around twice mm. and hold my breath and come back to the middle each time. Then as I got probably a bit more cocky with the cold water, then I stopped doing the breathing. And I haven't done the breathing, or maybe done the breathing maybe two or three times mm. when I've known that I've been quite stressed. But as a, as a, kind of um, a natural thing as part of that process. I just didn't do it. Really. I don't understand. Yeah, because it's, like, it's literally, I can't think of a good analogy. That's, but yeah, it's like you've just gone, you've gone to this, you've gone and experienced this thing. Someone's shown you how to do it. It's absolutely amazing. It's blown your brain. It's gone, that's absolutely amazing. Felt like top of the, I was just laughing hysterically. Looked like a madman. And then I've gone home and that thing's freely available. Yeah. And I've not done it. Mm. So, 
It's strange, <laughs> no, isn't it? But listening to James Nestor's book at the minute is really kind of bringing me back round to to breathing again and just up, give, making sure I give myself because any habit you've got to create it, haven't you? Mm, it takes yeah, time yeah. to just imprint it and keep moving with it. So as you're going through barrel life, you've you've moved it to the evening then, and that's because are you dealing yeah. better with just going to sleep on that energy or sleeping's fantastic at the minute. And a big improvement since uh, the al- took me about five days to wean the alcohol out of my system over Christmas because I wear the the aura ring, so yeah. I measure my sleep with that. Um, it's back to where it was or where it should be. That's I'm, interesting, though. So the alcohol you've you've measured that that disruption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My heart rate, uh, resting heart rate, goes up about ten percent during the night. My body temperature's slightly increased, and my sleep is massively disrupted. Wow. So and that, how much are you drinking for that to be the oh, case? Oh, not a lot. I don't drink a lot these days. So I'm, I'm a heavy night. You know, the, the, these size. So I drink. Like the craft beers. Yeah, 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 I like them. Same so as me. So I'll drink. If I get through four of them, I'm bouncing off a wall. You know, I'm like, ooh, my balance has gone. I'm like tipsy these days, which is weird, knowing <laughs> who I used to be. So, uh, yeah, it's strange. So four of those. Um, and I drank most nights over Christmas, but not even that much most nights, like a couple most nights mm-hmm. and uh i bought some nice whiskey so i had a few shots of whiskey uh so i wouldn't say i was drunk at any i wasn't like drunk drunk at any point just had a few beers and i was in bed for 10 every night i've not stayed up late at all uh 10 10 30 sound like right rock and roll don't i yeah check me you out. look the part for right, it, check it out, yeah. punk that's what punks do <laughs> bed by 10 yeah. that's what we do <laughs> you're a 2021 punk have i swapped that crochet pattern with you yet Pardon? Have I swapped that crochet pattern with you yet? No. I'll bring it in next yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what was we saying before I crocheted it up? About alcohol up. interrupting yeah, your so sleep. The, yeah, so monitoring that took about five days to get back to where I was when I was at my healthiest on the air, which is um, my resting heart rate's about 40. Um, uh, and, and I measure my heart rate variable. So, yeah, everything to sink back and temp- body temperature, heart rate variability, resting heart rate get back to where it was alcohol improved my deep sleep but i think if i read remember rightly from matthew walker's book it's a bit of a trick so mm. uh, my deep sleep would like go up to three hours some nights but i'm sort of like comatose I'm not and really. i'm measuring that on the ring which which yeah, one yeah. is it aura o-u-r-a can you bring that um, up in? matthew walker i think matthew walker said it's the best one of the lot although the technology's not quite there yet there's still some flaws and things they need it's to figure fascinating out fascinating to know that that, that mm. can do that you yeah, can yeah. you can get that much data from your sleep okay here we go look oh look at that now in gold hey look at that so is that is there an application attached to that then and then yeah. it just sends the data and you, you yeah so it actually collects it in this so it don't matter where your phone is it collects the data in the ring and then when you connect your phone the next morning and check gives you updates it all i've kept a record because I, I bought it last year january i bought it myself for christmas last january so i've had it just just a year yeah yeah uh, so i've collected data for and a have year. you seen have you managed to create behaviors then oh, and yeah. and adapt your life to suit your sleep oh god yeah 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 massively i've experimented it gets so the cryo was big improvements. Every time I use the cryo, REM sleep doubled every time without fail. Nice right. deep sleep improvement. Um, the flow, similar. Then, obviously, I had to open the CBD shop. So I, I, the problem it's is... It's a wonder you're fucking awake these days, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, this is... I've been, I've been 10 days clean CBD. This year, I'm back, I'm back on it. I am, right. I'm, I've not touched CBD in there. I thought I'd have a clean out. I don't know why. Yeah, There's no yes, yes, always good, just, always good. Moderation, I, I moderation. Everything, yeah. Like, mm. I'll stop doing that for three weeks. Why yeah. are you enjoying it? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's really healthy. I think that's the law of averages mm. for me. 
Just clean it out every yeah. now and then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you've actually been able to doctor and sort of see then from from the information from your ring, as well as you you're constantly learning, listening, and you know taking in information. But you've actually been able to kind of say, "Hang on a minute, this is this is doing this in this way, mm. and that's affecting me positively, negatively." Yeah, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Float and cryo different ways round, much better. So if I do float, then cryo, much better experience. Um, and found a roundabout for me, roundabout um, seventy-five milli- milligrams of CBD in one hit before a float or before bed is the optimal. Um, I don't, yeah. The, the water barrel, I've only... So that's a new... I've just changed that in the last two days, three days, three or, three or so days, because I think to answer your question, I was I was getting in the mornings, felt fantastic, got out, felt really invigorated. What, but I had that, that with the vibration and the sensations I was going through and then the, the mood, the calming of my mood was... It almost... It almost um, I was, you know, I get, get my laptop out and normally do all my marketing in the morning, work some stuff, answer emails, and I'd sit there and I'd look at it and I'd just have nothing. There'd just be nothing. And I thought, well, I'm not getting stressed about it because I've not experienced this in my life. Like, that's not something I've ever experienced. I sat there going, hmm, I don't know what Somerset either. <laughs> something, I'll go for a walk. Or wow. I'd have to find something to do that was quite, um, like, hammer nails in wood. You know, right. So hold the cladding on and put some physical. Nail. So it's just yes. Yeah, so I just get Movement. my body going, get my brain ticking over, and do something because I just sit there and I'm like, oh. Uh, so I was not very productive. Mm. I wasn't that bothered. It's a lockdown. There's not you know sort of all shut down anyway. So but there's an uneasy. There's a part of me that's uneasy with that that um that laying around all yeah day yeah. I was going <laughs> to so, say that psychologically. Oh, you know, it's making me. I'm I'm losing me. Touch, I'm losing this. <laughs> I'm not mental anymore. I'm not annoying everyone. <laughs> Paul, me and Paul are getting on much better. Jump, jump, this out. Just jump on my Instagram, um, the Tudor Chat Instagram, and <laughs> go to uh, Function First, Aiden, and you'll find a picture of. Uh, I think if you go on, um, yeah, Function First, find Function First, and there's a picture of you in the barrel. So, is it an old whiskey barrel, do you say? It is, yeah, 600. It stinks of whiskey still. It's nice. Oh. It was a bit weird at 7.30 in the morning getting in with that smell of whiskey. <laughs> it was really weird when I drilled the hole in it and it burst out. <laughs> so a whiskey explosion. Woo! Wow. Yeah, it's like, like, yeah, letting a genie out of the bottle. What are you smelling like when you get out of it? Lovely song. Yeah, just just bliss. Blissful. <laughs> no, it's... Uh, well, I, I, have, I go straight in, shower, shower all... Because the water, I have the water pump from me well, and I haven't had it tested yet. So the water's pumped straight from an old Roman well into the barrel, and I leave it uh, three or four days and then change it. So it's uh, it's you know it's below bedrock, so it's freezing cold when I pump it in there anyway. Oh Even god! The, I'm hoping I haven't I don't know yet. I'm hoping in the middle of summer that's the same because it's so deep the water. Right, got yeah, yeah. So hopefully the core temperatures doesn't affect it too yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah, that's great. So I'm going to look into one of these rings then because. I'm really interested. I've heard a lot about them, but it seems like the technology and what you're learning from it is really, really important. Mm. It is. It's, yeah, to, it helps. It does help. Because yeah. I notice when things are off and then I go, oh, that that, that I did yesterday or I ate late or that, that's disrupted my sleep by so much. And I can tell. You know, some days you'll go like three days on the trot of drinking a few beers in the evening. By that, I'm, I'm having an afternoon nap. And I don't generally do that. So I'm like, oh, I feel like a groggy dunham. Mm. Need to lie down, mm. so I like to I like to continue through the day. So mm. where are we? Is it function? Is it function first, Lincoln, or just function first? Function first, Lincoln. I think there it is. Look, <clears throat> and there you are. 
God, it's a big old barrel, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah, me and Paula got in together. Jesus Christ, look at it. Yeah. Yeah, is Paula, is Paula doing it as well, then? Look at that pose there. Come yeah. Here. That's a K's, that's like Kay's catalogue barrel. <laughs> right. Yeah. Amazing. Mm. And is it, are you at the point where, see what, you're a month in or so. Hmm. What's the mental kind of build up for it? Are you like, fucking, oh, oh, oh. I've got to do it. I'm going to do it. Or are you kind of... Now I look forward to it. Right. I really do. Paula's a bit hit me. She's getting headaches a lot when she's doing it. Uh, she's not sure she's got a head cold at the minute. So she's unsure. She, she'll get in and she's taking her time lowering down. And she goes, no, headache's coming on. And she jumps straight out. So she's been doing it for as long as me. And she mo- she un- gets headaches a lot doing it. Mm. So I've not heard of that from her. I, I, Different, not like the when my um, vessel vessels contracted, yeah. she's getting like full blown headaches. So she she might be run down at the minute. She might have a cold, head cold. I think maybe that might be the reason. That's but, interesting because yeah. I've read with cryo, it's for good for migraines. Can yeah. be really good. Can't yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, get yeah with with that we do get good results for people with migraines. Not Paula though. Right. Not Paula. That's interesting. Brings, brings hers on. If she starts getting a migraine, she gets in the cryo, makes it loads worse. But most people, um, oh. again, it's that thing, isn't it? We're not we're all different. So. Mm. Well, when I last used cryo, which was an interesting one for me, I had turned my ankle over, didn't I? That's right. Yeah. Recently, um, in the lead. Is that the last time I see you? It might have been, yeah. Might have been, yeah. Yeah, I I turned my ankle, and I'd never done that before. I've been pretty lucky with injuries. I've had a couple of injuries, but not considering what I've done: football, boxing, kickboxing, so on, jujitsu. Been really lucky. I was out running early in the morning in the dark, and like just twisted my ankle on like the camber of the road, and I couldn't walk. I was like, I got my friend with me, I was like, I, I can't get up. I'm like, just bizarre feeling of like, this has never happened to me. And I managed to get home on the adrenaline and then it, I felt, it felt really, really bad. And I spoke to a couple of people and one of my friends said, look, I'd probably get it checked out because I thought I'd twisted my ankle and everyone says leave it for a couple of days. But it turns out I'd done something to one of the metatarsals in the top of my foot and blah, 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 blah. blah. And I was thinking, fucking hell, you know. I've been a bit lazy in the past with certain things that have happened to me, you know. I, like when I did actually have an injury on my knee and I tore some screws in it, I didn't do the physio and I can feel that now, you know. It's a bit stiffer in the winter. Mm. So I thought, do I go up there? Do I go up there? I need to go to the hospital. I don't want to go to the hospital, but I'm going to go to the hospital. I'll just get it checked. Just get the x-ray, whatever. And then like I said, well, why don't you? My wife said, well, why don't you go and float and do your cryo? Of course, of course. So I came to see mm. you and... Um, you said about which order to do them in as well. <laughs> like do the float first. And because for people who do experience it, who will go on to experience it after listening to this conversation, no doubt. Cryo is a, is a fucking mm. whoa. Isn't it? Whereas floating, you come out the float. So, but so much so for me that I, I had a little moment, didn't I? In the cryo yeah, where I like, you. I've explained it on the podcast to, to listeners, you know, I felt like I was just in Nirvana, just bliss. You said to me, you're all right, you're all right. So I do the float. My ankle's bad. I can't really put weight on it. I can hobble about. I've done the float. That was fantastic. Bit of CBD. Came out. We chatted for a while. Then went on the cryo. And as I'm in the cryo, I'm aware that I can't really put weight on my foot. But we're dropping temperature. We're dropping temperature. You're chatting to me, you know. And then the last thing I remember is, hey, you're all right, you're all right. I'm like, yeah, I'm all right. And then then in a split second, it's like, whoa, whoa, are you? And I was like, whoa, I'm back in the room. And I had like a blissful climaxing, like, fade out mm. and it was 
You were so relaxed, you forgot to stand up. I just... <laughs> but I, I mean, I don't know if anyone's been choked out before, but it was not dissimilar to the... Because that's a nice feeling, isn't The it? coming people round think, yeah. of being choked out, mm. yeah. People think that sounds awful, but yeah. it's actually really nice. I've feeling, been choked yeah. out, um, Andy, in a triangle. It was in a bloody demonstration as well. And it just so quickly. Mm. But I'll never forget coming round. At the time, it felt like it was happening for days the mm. coming round I could see it. I could hear music <laughs> there was music on and then all of a sudden you start to hear the sort of fractured voices oh, so you're right people shaking your legs and you so and then in that last couple of moments as you come through you're like oh wow that's mm. but in the cryo that happened for me that was like so much quicker the whole thing was so much quicker but so blissful and peaceful that was one thing when I got off my mobility, literally, as I got out, was so much better. And then the next couple of days, the 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 lift in my ability to be mobile and the pain and the kind of the psychological awareness of like you know, I mean, I'd sit down on a chair and if I rolled my ankle over, you know, or you know, when your foot goes just slightly on the side, I'd I'd be panicking. It just felt amazing. Mm. Felt amazing. And from there on, I've just I've just been. I don't know. I don't know because people have told me, oh, sometimes it can be really bad for a couple of days with your ankle and then you're fine. But I, I felt, mm. and, and again, with all of these kinds of therapies, with all these kinds of behaviours that you choose to implement, the very idea that you've see, sought out something for yourself, I think goes a long way yeah, to it. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. the psychology of actually, no, I'm going to, I was going to go up to the hospital, wasn't I, if you remember? That's right. And then we did that and sat and chatted for another hour after. And I was like, yeah, I'm, think, I'm, I'm fine. I'll go home. <laughs> Can I borrow your pogo stick and my phone on it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's um, it's been a strange year, obviously, as we mentioned before. Stop, start with businesses. We're aware now more than ever about, you know, potentially looking after our health in the future. Where do you think we're going to be with um, with the way, I mean, it's probably an impossible question, but with businesses like cryotherapy, because where does that fall in the bracket of being a, a, a medicinal endeavour mm. and being a recreational one? And has that changed during this time? Well, because it's, yeah, so, so in a weird area, it's not regulated. So it doesn't fall into any area at the minute, as in, you know, it's not a medical facility, it's not um, well-being, spa. So it doesn't, it's not categorised as far as I know, to this point of speaking. But I think there's a, I get the feeling it's, that it's going to take off massively. The 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 in, interest and feedback that I'm getting, it just can't not. And the feedback, so there's a, quite a few people contacting me. There's not many still, but there's a, there's probably double now, and there's people buying them now. The the guy I bought mine off sold nine in January this month. He's got nine on order. That's a lot. It's sold nine in the last five years, I think. So there's nine ordered in January. So that gives you an idea of the. Wow. I think that's right. Something like that, anyway. Mm. And uh, the yeah, there's one in Norfolk. She rang me recently to ask me some questions because she knows I've been running it a long time. I had a guy with an MMA gym in Birmingham ring me recently. He just bought one. I know you've got one. I do. What you experience him in this and that. And uh, it's de it's definitely something that's on becoming more popular. Definitely, and I think mm. I think it's something you'll see almost like sunbirds were in the seventies, eighties. Yeah, you know, what, 80s, yeah probably. Later. That would be nice. That would yeah. be so nice mm. if that was the case, because mm. the benefits that people leave with, yeah, yeah, are just enormous, and they they they're untold really for what it means for a society and for a, a community. Mm. You know, to embrace that kind of. Um, environment and like i say because of the mindset that takes you in whether it is your bad back or your creaky elbow or 
just you know like me i just want to have that experience and know that there's longevity involved with this and, and things like that that you you're on to something you're on to mm. a way of thinking you're on to a way of, of living your life that's only beneficial to yeah. you and everybody around you aren't you yeah you are and like i, I hope say, you're that right thing, with that well yeah that thing with people's relationship changing with cold and people getting more into as they're visiting because obviously I, i'm talking to them it's only three minutes but they have a 15 minute slot so we can talk ask you know i listen a lot i talk i also talk a lot as you know but um they're we're having conversations like we're having now and so people go oh not really and i'll yeah, check this sauna study out and i'll link it to you later i'll check this out and have a look with wim hof and who's wim hof and i'm like so i'm explaining things to them because i'm getting nurses coming in some of them nurses so many with bad backs from the work they do bent over lifting all day bodies you know um live i'm you know mm. but uh they're, so they're they've got red back so that they're, they're you know, get a lot of nurses coming with just amazing results i've got people in serious car accidents that were like suicidal one lad comes he's a real nice guy uh he's he it was it was over for him he didn't see any point in living anymore now he dealt with a lot of that before he came to see me so it wasn't the cryo that did that so i'm not saying claiming that but he tried various therapies this and was getting himself motivated and back on his feet but back cryo he said there's the only one it's just no painkillers nothing it was you know it was a serious, serious back injury. He was like out of action for a long mm. time, and it, mm. it, in his head, he was like, "My life's over. I'm, I'm out of here. I'm checking out." And so, it, you know, people like that, and like the myofascia pain syndrome lady, and mm. an interesting bit of feedback I got recently that I personally, it's a bit geeky. It's me, really, I guess that that, that found it fascinating. Was a guy comes, he's a superbike racer, and he's got pins in his legs, and he says from the from the the accidents he's had, he's had the same accident several times or fell on the same side. So the pin snaps and pops out of his femur and it's the same problem over and over. And he has physio and he has massage and his masseur can't get to the certain problems because he's just so tense and he's so messed up. And he went after his cryo session a while ago straight to his masseur and she was like, or he actually, was like, what the hell have you been doing? So I can feel everything. And he was like, right? And, and, he, and he didn't say anything. He came back, he said, that was weird. He said, the... He said he's not been able to do anything for like 10 years. Can't touch the areas he needs to get to. He just can't get there. He said he got there straight away with no pressure, no effort. Like So he was working on all these areas. Did it again the week after, same response. So he told his um, physio, he's booked in. But Matt, for me, the, the interesting bit was it's a third party. Mm. That's You know, it's not you with the placebo or yep. oh, maybe it has and maybe it hasn't. It's like this third guy's just gone, what the hell have you been doing? Yeah. A physical response from a third person. Yeah. I have no idea. You're Peer doing. review almost. Yeah, that's it? been touching your body for 10 years and, intimately. And, and feels it, yeah. And, knows. and knows every single bit. Suddenly went, whoa, what's this? It's yeah. a different body. Yeah. So I thought, for me personally, that was a really interesting piece of feedback. No, I, I'm, I hope you're right. I mean, I like I say, I'm evangelical. Well, I always... I mean, I need to read more and I do need to, to try and do more service to the science and be a little bit more, I mean, I, I, I just seem, seem to just ramble on about my experience and like my uh, my daft kind of positive, you know, experiences and, and knowing that, like we just said there, you know, you do take this into your life. It's not just that, oh, cry is an amazing thing. It's the idea that you embrace things that are simple, mm. cold, getting outside, you know, decent food, you know, just all these things make mm. perfect sense. And if we can get cryo like on every corner, like a sunbed, the difference in the mindset 
is yeah yeah okay, you know, we just need some more Kardashians promoting it don't we I get a lot of ladies come and do that because I know, there's some like footballers something's wives some right. and they're like oh I saw this on so and so wives and they use it and oh it, right so, so it's happening yeah, yeah yeah so some people do come in because of programs like well, that well for the skin and everything it's amazing isn't it mm. and, and aging and yeah yeah metabolism and I mean I mean it is endless I mean yeah, people yeah. should go and Google it and look it up and you know it is unbelievable and. Yeah, give it a whirl. But you're right. That, that like you say just then, it's um, it's, it's really not about the three minutes in the cryo or the hour in the flow or the three minutes in the water or the the hour on the mats. It's how that affects and integrates into your daily life. How does that make a positive? How does that have a positive impact over time mm. at, in your daily life? And how do you integrate it? And, mm. and, and, and especially when they're collated, mm. when you're when you're participating in, you know, I read a. a, a I forget who it was. It was on Brain Pickings, a page that I really do have time for. One of the only pages on the internet, social media's Brain Pickings. It's fantastic. And they're just little memes and little kind of, um, little bits of, of writing from all sorts of philosophers and thinkers. And they're always, always quite poignant. And one of them was that we are 95% of who we are is a, is the collation of our habits you know, <clears throat> everything we see, we do, we think. Yeah, know. them habits have made us. Yeah, yeah. this is like yeah, grains of sand point. that create a beach. You know, like, and I, I love that because if you think about it, it's not just we think of habits as oh, a smoking habit or a whatever habit. It's like no, literally the 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 ticks and the bits mm. of you in every area and thinking along the lines of like, oh, I'm going to give that a whirl, whatever it is, just something that you've written yourself off from through life because that's not me or whatever. I think that's really a useful thing. And then you learn so much. You realise, oh, this door's open to all sorts of things, isn't it? Mm. And if, as we kind of go hurtling towards a future where our, our health and our immune systems and our kind of vulnerabilities are, are really at the fore of our minds and we are <clears throat> learning about different ways of dealing with it this this could be perfect mm. for for a bit of autonomy over ourselves mm. sure. well that's the bit the Wim Hof makes me laugh have you heard it when he says it and I'm, I'm going to butcher it but it's something like he goes autoimmune system oh, it's, it's, we, we operate not, not automatic we operate the immune yeah. system yeah. Like, he activates it and fights off disease and the injecting with the the virus don't they that's the it, viruses yeah. t types of virus and he fights them off and yeah. he activates his immune system he's like automatic yeah <laughs> yeah I'm in control it's amazing. It's mm. amazing. You've also, Matt, um, oh, there's brain pickings, look. Yeah, that's a great page, that is. So I think it's a lady from New York who's, um, I forget her name now, typical podcast song. But yeah, gra a cracking page. There's always some lovely insights and led me to some good books and, yeah, ways of thinking. You've got a sauna set up at mm. home. Amazing. Now, I know Dr. Rhonda Patrick raves about this, Um How's that going? That's when did that go in? And and what you, is that in conjunction with? Are you kind of doing hot cold and? Yeah, I start. I start feeling uncomfortable once. <laughs> I'm getting used to it. I feel a bit odd. You got to remember, I, I, yeah, I've got some hang ups. I need to deal with them. I need to not care as much about them things. I get I get freaked out by uh, you know I'll go in some mornings and I'll I'll jump in the sun and then I'll jump in the plunge pool and then I'll go I'll go in and train 45 minutes with Dom and then I'll go I'll jump in the flow and then I'll jump in the flow have a can of CBD and then I'll go I'll have a cry while I'm here and then I'll drive home and I just sat on the set like a stupid big grin on my face and I'm like feels a bit decadent I don't know if I should be doing this but then I'm like why shouldn't I like, yeah I have them internal turmoil so yeah yeah, anyway. yeah yeah no that's that, no, that we joke but that is a kind of a a thought process that does run through, isn't it? Mm. Is like you know, do I deserve this? Why? Yeah. Why me? It's like Elon Musk probably didn't have a day like that. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's yeah. like I just feel 
sometimes guilty or something. I don't know, whatever, not worthy. But anyway, I am. I've got it. So what was the question? Yeah, the the, the having the having sauna. the sauna at home yeah, yeah. and how you're using it and, you know, reading up on, you know, what the benefits are. Because I know cold, hot is is obviously a, there's there's all sorts of different benefits to that as well. Yeah, I mean, I when I heard that, when I heard Dr. Rhonda Patrick say, it was one sentence in an, in, you know, which is like, it's far too much information. In there, mm. so. And one sentence just said, uh, she said, all causes of death, heart disease, respiratory system, diabetes, cancer, dementia, Alzheimer's, just listed a load off. Uh, all causes of death from these um, ailments uh, reduced by 55% if you use a sauna five to seven times a week. I just went, what? That can't be true. That's ridiculous. Mm. That's like, that's massive. So, uh, started looking into that and yeah like two to three times a week minimum 19 minutes so i do 23 because i'm the number 23 is it's a good number yep and uh at 23 minimum we do me and paula we do 80 to 90 degrees celsius it's tough going it's tough going some days tougher than others again you know mm -hmm. when you get in there things are different and uh yeah two to three times a week minimum 19 minutes 80 to 90 degrees celsius all causes of mortality from those um, reasons I mentioned uh, reduced by 27%. And then in if you use it five to seven times a week, all those causes reduced by 55%. And there's Gosh. a bit of argument about the, you know, it's 50, it's 60, it's 55. If you told me it's 30, I'd have still done it. It's okay. damn significant. Yeah, yeah. So I was just like, my dad, you know, my dad got dementia. Mm -hmm. I'm interested in all that. Stuff. So I was like, all right, sauna. Yeah. yeah, the price, they're not even dear. So at the price of it, I was like, I'm just getting a sauna. Do you know, it's the one thing that I've been trying to work out in our little humble um, home with Alex is I'm pretty good. We've got a training facility, obviously things like cryo and floating, I, I'm, I'm getting from you. But a sauna is something I'm thinking, well, I only need like a wardrobe space. Like, mm. oh, surely I'll be able to get that in this house somehow. Because that for me is kind of the things, I mean, the whole wild camping and what that entails this year kind of caught me out entirely and what that's given me and, and, and in a holistic sense of all of these things that we're talking about just simplifying connection there's so much involved with it you know just the humbling of having your water in your pack and just being on a mountaintop watching the sunrise with just everything in a little bag and you can survive and you that's been amazing the one thing that i really do want to bring into my life which i don't have because i don't go to um sort of use gym facilities anymore which is a sauna because mm. i've read those studies as well yeah because like yeah in england it's not a common thing and i think no. in the scandinavian countries they say uh, there's more saunas than people mm. right there's more saunas than there is people they're, 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 it's cultural mm. so we don't have them but um if i did it well i am going to do it again because i'm going to dismantle the one i've bought i'm going to rebuild it back at the academy next to the cryo unit so, oh right because i'm getting my plans for later on in the year next year whenever whenever we're allowed whatever happens my plans are um, I'm starting to get interest from groups like gyms. There's a girl fighting team from uh, Milton Keynes, Muay Thai fighters. They want to come up. The book, they, book, they actually booked and it got cancelled, but they booked a hotel in Lincoln and there's about eight of them. They wanted to, wow, to specifically use the facilities. Yeah, can we train there in the gym? Go. Can we use your cryo and your float and we'll stay for the weekend? I'm like, yeah, yeah, man. So I'm going to get a sauna put in and I'm going to aim more for, not more for, but for that as well. So, yeah. you know, we're, the academy's not open on a Sunday, so... People can come over, use the gym all day. You can float, cryo, sauna, use the gym. Perfect, yeah. so it's, everything's there, yeah. Mm. So what have you felt like? Have you have you entered using the sauna on in a specific way? Is it, are you going in directly after you've been cold? Have you, are you using it one-off now and again? And 
mostly together. I have done the odd one, odd session, just the barrel, and the odd session, just the sauna. Um, but I'm trying to get them both together. What I, I'm so it takes me so long to warm up after the water. If I don't get so at first, I was just going out of the out of the plunge pool, out of the barrel, straight into the house, shower, warm shower, trying to get warm back up. But I have, um, it took me about three hours the first few times. Now, that might change. I haven't given it time, in all honesty, to find out. But it took me that long to warm up, and the shivers were so deep and almost like, like from a skeleton. Like, <laughs> so it took ages. So what I do now is I get back in the sauna for a little while. Now, straight after. Straight after. But the problem is I don't sweat, because I'm, I'm assuming my pores have all closed really tight from the water, and I don't sweat. And the sauna's so hot, my face just burns. So it's just too hot in there. Right. So like, yeah, my face starts getting really sore. So you're li- you're right, that's interesting because I've I've read and um, you might be able to get something up, Aiden. I'm not sure, but I've read that when we talk about cold therapy, especially with the water, I'm not so much about. I don't know. If, don't know from the cryo, but I've read it for water. Where the weight loss element comes in and the the setting of the of the uh, metabolism and things, a lot of that is to do with drying mm. with, you, with your core up. temperature. That's right. As opposed to sort of accelerating it yeah, through towels yeah, yeah. or in a, in a, in a warmer, um, you know, by mm. literally using your core temperature. I don't know if how accurate that is. Um, no, I think you're right. There's something, there's different numbers thrown mm. around in there, like at four to 500 calories burnt, warming back up from right. a three-minute cryo session. Right. Um, I'm assuming there's a similar response from the water. Yeah. But it takes me, I, I'm instantly, well, I get out of the cryo and I'm instantly glowing, warm, feel fantastic. The water barrel, I'm subdued. And deep shivers. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I that's interesting. Put, I think maybe, I'm, I haven't looked into it, maybe I should be f- going through the deep shivers and seeing if I can shorten how long that yeah. takes, maybe. Yeah, maybe, yeah. I mean, I. that's funny because I've had, um, what have we got? We found something. I've got um, the same experience using the water. Now, I'm only going in the water for oh, a couple of minutes. I mean, we did it, Aiden, at the lakes, didn't we? I think the water was... Was it eleven degrees? I think yeah, it was that. we 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 got in the water and we swam and we were in there for quite a while. I mean, Aidan was at one point going to swim across to the other side of the lake. Distress. I know. <laughs> I'm responsible for you. But when we got out, I get the same feeling as I do from the cryo, which is like we get back in the truck. We, this was like the last thing before we left the lakes on a camping trip. Right, let's get in the water. In the water, we had probably ten minutes in there. We had a swim out, and you know, we're in a big lake. We're swimming. We're not just dipping. So you get to move the body and you get through that biting point. And because mm. you're swimming, it, it seems like you're occupied as well. It's not just like, what? But when we got back out, clothes on, back in the van, we're like, in the van and we're just like, just high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get that from the water the same as I do from the cryo. I'm yet to get out of the water and have, you know, that kind of deep, kind of misplaced, kind right. of like, whoa. There's a, there's a girl, um, Lucy, that comes and uses a cryo. I've been using it a lot. Uh, she... She had she had a baby and so there was a problem with the pelvis. I can't remember the technical um, term for the, what happened to her pelvis, but she, basically she couldn't carry up, couldn't play with the baby, couldn't bath the baby, couldn't walk very much, oh. had to crawl up the stairs at night. She was in a lot of suffering, a lot, and uh, 
two cryo sessions and she's been a goss you know she's a, she's back every week she's she, she's done a video it's on the website she's crying she's like i carried my baby upstairs for the first time i'm back oh and all this sort of stuff. like really emotional sort of video but she's the one one of the ones that's got into the cold the wild swimming the lost the mm. lost group and she said their protocols because it's like an i think there's an app and you can go this 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 river's safe today the water level's safe the flow oh wow know, so, that's interesting yeah and they someone meant yeah so if you go on that lost group you'll find it and uh she says their protocols are once you're out of the river, you're not allowed to drive for 20 minutes. Cause, and then I said, why? I said, why? Is it not like the cryo? She went, it's no, she was like, it's nothing like the cryo. She was like, oh, it was horrendous. Like what she said was like, don't sound appealing, but obviously right. one of those things that you're yeah. trained to go through. But she was like, yeah, she, she keeps going back. Obviously she's in, she understands. Well, it's so but, interesting how everyone has different reactions mm. as well, isn't it? The body burns up fat calories in the hours post cryo session through the natural process of thermogenesis. Mm. See, I'm learning so much about the cryo at the minute, there's, especially there's with so weightlifters. so much going on. We're just yeah, getting cold, yeah, it's man. amazing. Yeah, I know. So, like, if you're a weightlifter, crossfitter, or um, power lifter, performance, yep. the best time isn't immediately. You want to do it after one hour. So within an hour time frame, the inflammation caused from your the, st the stress response and the inflammation caused from your deadlift or your snatching or your, your crossfit session... You want that inflammation. That's the response you want for the um, growth. Stim stimulation. stimulation. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to blunt it. If you do the cryo within an hour of that training session, it blunts that inflammation and stops the, what we actually want, the benefits of that session. But after a few hours, that's that inflammation negative. So if you can catch it in the two-hour window, that's uh, about optimal. So I'm learning a lot more stuff, you know, yeah. as, as I go along. That's I thought that was fascinating. It is fascinating. And, and again, I come back to it because this is what I'm meditating on is like the camping thing's done it to me this year. I've been seeking, like yourself, ways of just trying to, number one, find experience in this life, you know, experience things, but also one eye on longevity, wanting to be able for mm. as long as I'm here. I want to yeah, be able. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to seize up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I With don't want to... faculties, be able to operate on it. Yeah, mm. I don't, I'm aware that this amazing meat wagon machine that we carry uh, carries us around is fucking phenomenal mm. and you remember when you get a toothache or an earache that what a fucking disruption mm. that is to your your operating system mm. you know like well, i was watching like uh I see, I see old guys now like in their 80s and 90s and stuff i think i, I was watching john anthony west again on joe rogan oh recently. wow what a dude and, uh, rest in peace john yeah, amazing uh, yeah no it was that i think his late 80s or was he 90 yeah, years old, he's old, old guy. Yeah. And he was just sharp as a button. And he was a three-hour interview. And towards the end, I felt I was like Joe Rogan was pushing him and pushing him. And he's going, I'm running out of words now, Joe. And he's going, and he was like, but he was sticking with it. And I was like, man, you're a, you're a marathon yeah. runner. At his age, the, the, excuse me, the information and just the, the constant, you know, three hours, yeah. you know, it's hard talking yeah, like that. And it is. He was going in depth about, you know, complex mm. subjects and he just didn't stop and he did he kept, towards the end you could see he was like flagging but yeah. he kept on it was really i was like i want to be like you yeah at your age that is that is still a engaged yeah, still yeah. participating still, yeah, still learning yeah still mm. you know and growing and and just living this life you know mm. do you find harder to do the cold in the water or the, or the sauna which one's which one's more difficult to do hmm sauna is it yeah wow yeah it's uncomfortable i want to get out it's like a slow death isn't it in the sauna yeah Whereas in the water it's yeah and the way yeah so i want to get out of the sauna i'm fighting the last few minutes i'm like looking at clock and how long are you doing in there like i'm doing 23 20, 23 minutes yeah yeah just it's an easy number for me to remember i do it with everything 23 but uh yeah it's uh 
I'm, I'm clock watching the last few minutes and I'm like looking at the, it's just pouring off me, literally just pouring from everywhere. And then in the barrel, the reason I get out of the barrel is I'm on my own. Paul has gone in and I set my timer. I'm not bothered about the time, to be honest with you. As long as I do three minutes, I'm happy. I'm not like obsessed with it. More, more, more. Mm. The reason I get out is I'll meditate. I can't see the timer. It's down on the, the side. So I just know when I've got out what I've done. And I'll meditate. And then I'm like, I don't know how long I've been in here. Is that safe? Have I been in here 20 minutes? Mm. I don't know how long because I've done meditations. I do a group in the morning where we meditate and sometimes I've set the timer wrong and then we've sat there and then I've opened my eyes and everyone's laughing. I'm like, that, that, that's an hour. I've got things to do. And I'm like, shit, turning everything off. They're all laughing. I'm like shooting off out the room like, I can't be meditating for an hour. And I'm like, oh, you like zooming that then or something? Yeah, yeah. I've got oh, that's group. cool. That's yeah, we've got a group. I started it in um, March... End of March, April, when the first lockdown kicked in. Yeah. A couple of reasons. One, it's the obvious benefits for everyone. Yeah. But two, I know what I'm like. And I didn't know at the time, well, no one knew, uh, what lockdown meant or how long it was going to be. And I thought, if this is going to be two, three-month job, I'm easily sucked into a couple of beers a night. Yeah. And I know the trajectory of that, the sleep patterns, the yeah. bad choices. Keeps I made you accountable then, Yeah, it? it did. Exactly that. And I know I know myself well enough these days. I just went, the next day, we got locked down on the Thursday. Friday, I contacted everyone, sent them all the links, said, this is the meditation group. It's 7.30 every morning. Mic's off and, and we don't, no one speaks. We just start and I do a guided or and we do a silent on a Sunday. Uh, and it has, I've, I've missed one. Oh, wow. I've missed one. More power, man. Mm. That's ace. Yeah, that's big, lovely and good feedback from that as well like a girl yeah. from Manchester does it so there's a few not just all my students like a few people from right not loads there's a, there's a, there's yeah. usually four or five there's a few more this morning actually there's about seven on there this morning and what time is that Mark? 7.30 I might have to drop in on drop there, in yeah, yeah 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 but yeah good feedback one girl off her antidepressants and she my friend she lives in Manchester and my friend's got a cryo in Manchester Adam and so I've said you know nip over and see it so she's doing cryo as well and her life's changing in that direction so another one like that it's really interesting it does you see that whole thing proliferates doesn't mm. it you know that like we said before you know you the decision to go and do the cryo or give the barrel a shot or try the thing mm. even if you have a whoa experience or a Jesus Christ sometimes it can just leave that door open and those other things that you can find and then they start to feed this whole new and then you can hit the epiphany level of like whoa the world is completely mm. different to me now yeah, like yeah, everything yeah. is different yeah all the things I've been told are bullshit yeah well, a lot of the things have been told about health and well-being or you know it's like uh, what, or why was we told that mm. you know it's like mm. it's, a lot of it doesn't make sense you can end up in a rabbit hole with it can't you mm. so when we uh when we were talking in the first podcast we talked a lot about the timeline and we tried you I mean you're we could go for another 30 hours i'm sure and we probably will over the years i'm sure we condensed a lot in i'm interested I think we we touched on you you've been vegan yourself not anymore but was yeah yeah but for a long time as yeah. well and uh, early doors you know before mm. it was um you know a thing mm. it was you know when we when you've gone through your life and mark you arrived at martial arts you know what has been the driving point for you as we said before to kind of find this giving the services you, you provide all seem to have this in common, like providing something back, pushing something back, good vibes, good feelings. Does that come from the parties, the vibes, yeah. get togethers, you know, like that. yeah. I'm really interested in that. And when yeah. did it all, when did it, I guess it does start with the parties, does it? Yeah. That meant that, um, I think so. The, the, 
it's just it doesn't have to be the way it seems to be for most people i've always thought that and like when i took that decision to move into the truck and just leave my job i worked in a factory in Lim- in horncastle i looked around at everyone i was like i'm not doing this for the next 20 years i'm out of here and paul was like what are you doing i'm just buying a bus what are you going in it i don't know I didn't know people lived in buses. I think we just, I can't remember what we did. If we discussed stuff before. Yeah, well, people can go back and listen. Yeah. I'm sure they will because it's very intriguing, but yeah. Yeah. So I, and I was like, you know, we're off. We're just going. And and uh, and then I met these other people that um, were like, or lived like us. And then we were setting up free festivals. And then there was, you know, and th- there were big events. You know, we were talk- you're talking 30,000, 40,000 people in a field for five days with no permission. We'd regardless of what the news all right there's obviously everything when you get to that scale brings problems but generally most people were there for a dance a clean up afterwards and go home and half of them back to their regular most back to their regular lives and the other half we continued to the next place with a and it was like i just stepped out of society if you like and and wasn't well didn't go down well with a lot of people i mean it was on the on the sort of in the firing line for the authorities, the public, and other travellers. So we were hated pretty much by all those three groups of people, which is pretty much everyone else. This minority who travelled around was, you know, obviously the police of uh, um, confrontations were obvious, you know, with the law and the legalities of land trespass, this, that, holding raves for, or parties or festivals, because there weren't always raves. I mean, rave music didn't exist when we started. Mm. There was no raves. It was just a stage on the back of a truck with bands for three days, and then rave was invented and uh, came along. But, yeah, it's just that we can do this. We can build this. We can build this um, little village, if you like, where Jez and Mare have just set up a little oven and they're baking bread and uh, Gandalf's doing scrap and so-and-so's, you know, all right, he's selling acid, but he's his little shop. He's got his little sign outside and he's got acid tabs for £2. They're selling hash and, oh, you know. So it's like there was a little, you know, there's literally shops selling hash and acid and mm. pretty much it at the time. And uh, and I was just like, we've created our own subculture, Um but it just grew and grew, and obviously that, that's not allowed. It was a not the right message to send to uh, the government or public, and we were stamped on heavily. And uh, but but yeah, that when I left the travelling scene and entered the martial arts scene, uh, and I tried dozens of martial arts. Not like I mean, there's thousands out there. So when I say I've tried dozens, it's not really a, mm. you know. And uh, I just clicked with one style that we spoke about before. I'm wearing the. I've put these on deliberately to mm-hmm. as a bit of a flashback I don't, yeah. wear, I don't really wear them too much anymore there's a reason I used to wear them I don't do it anymore we talk about that in the uh, first me. episode <laughs> <laughs> it's not me so it was and, uh, <laughs> it actually looks like a yin yang if you look carefully Sam yeah, and, yeah uh, I like it <laughs> and, <clears throat> excuse me and yeah so in the martial arts there was the way we trained and the style of things that we did seemed quite seemed quite um, you know we go to nightclubs so uh, you know Everything I'd come across in the martial arts, not, not everything was, but everything I'd come across in the martial arts was fairly traditional, geese, the uniforms and certain etiquette, which is, I don't, you know, it's fantastic. Everyone should do them things as well. And uh, But this was more like we meet in a nightclub, we all have a big fight and we've got a sound system on and, you know, and learn. Now we're out in a car park and now we're here. And Real we're, world. Yeah, and we'd learn lots of stuff like that. And a lot of it was choreographed in all honesty, but a lot of it was very real as well. It was fairly interesting. And... Uh, so I was like, oh, people have got to know about this, you know. So I was like, right, I need to get really good at this so I can coach this. 
And that happened fairly quickly because I was just obsessed and did that, nothing but that. And it's just that trajectory of, oh, I'm reading about, um, you know, Egyptian pyramids this week. Everyone in the academy is going to know about Egyptian pyramids. <laughs> I'm going to teach every class based around an Egyptian pyramid theme. Yeah. But the same with the cryo, the same with the flow, the yeah. same with the sauna I'm going to put in. Anything that improves that I think will can help improve people's confidence, well-being, self-esteem, anxiety, all those things. I'm like, yeah, let's do that. Come on, let's push that out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it's just, it, it literally is just that. It doesn't have to... It's so frustrating, so frustrating when people contact me and uh, I have a friend, she uh, horse. So I have a lot of equestrian people come now as well. Okay. Apparently there's a famous horse rider, horse jumper. He's like the Conor McGregor of their world. I'm not too right. clued up on it. And uh, he fell off a horse and smashed both. His, he landed badly, destroyed his shoulders. They told him he wouldn't ride again for a year. I might be getting his dates and timelines wrong and stuff, but he wouldn't be able to ride and wouldn't be able to race that year and all sorts of stuff. Did cryo. Um, did several sessions of cryo, was back racing in, inside of three months. An incredible story. Uh, they, they've told it me a few times. He's, he's written a book and he's written about it in his book. So he's a bit of a hero in the horse scene. And uh, So there's a lot of... Um, I think, I've forgotten what they're called. Who put the horse shoes on? Oh, the... Farrier. Yeah. A lot yeah. of farriers. They're bringing along their horsey, horse friends and equestrian people and jumpers and racers. And... and uh, in just, true, just pull you forward a little sorry, bit. Sorry, because you And in true style, I've forgotten what I was on about. Why was I on about horses? Cryo, son? the guy who fell off and he'd come on with the yeah, cryo. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, and the horse, the Christian Yeah, what's so people. frustrating is, is, you know, there's a girl I know, she's in, because I, I try and find connections. So there's a girl I know, she's in a really bad way. She had a, broke a hip, did this, knee, you know, doctor said it's going to be nine months. I know her really well. I've known her, Trina for 30 years. I used to travel with Trina a long time ago. She runs the horse centre out, uh, charity out in her Skegness. And uh, she's, and this isn't uncommon. This is really common uh, with my family as well. But she's like, oh, they, and I said, just come and see us. If it don't work, free. Just try it because I know mm. you, your friend. Just come mm. and try it. Oh well, da, da, da. just not, just not got that. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is. You know, I'll have some people visit me, and there's like a, a lady. She's had fantastic results from a skiing accident. Her husband's got a wrecked back, sat in the car outside. He won't come in. I said, but he's seen the results with you. Uh, that's di- yeah, I mean, and she's see, like, yeah, yeah. But he won't try it. And I'm like, oh, okay, if you can't persuade your husband, so yeah, yeah. So you've 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 just had this this kind of whatever it is that's led you, your own curiosity, your own journey is always somehow been collaborating people and good vibes. That's as simple as I can say it. Good vibes. Mm. Do you think, what do you think drives that for you? You know, because when we did talk in episode one, you know, we talked a little bit about your trajectory as a kid and growing up and you, your mum and dad fostered a lot of kids and you lived in, in a really kind of, well, I, I sort of painted a picture in my mind, quite a bohemian but working class sort of solid environment, hmm. but free environment, which again, in this podcast, having spoken to a lot of people about childhood, like it seems to me that that freedom, that sense of security and love tends to nurture um, an imagination or a a confidence to at least go wherever it is you think you can go as opposed to just staying here in the safe space with the people doing what we need to do. Is there anything that drives you that you from internally from yourself, you know, like are are you fixing yourself in some way when you're fixing other people? Because I sometimes feel like that about, 
when I, you know when you mentioned earlier about oh I've had a great day today I've done crowd did this I did mm. that and you kind of feel guilty about it and mm. you're on this quest and you're doing all these amazing things and sort of hacking your experience. Do you ever have any thoughts about am I fixing myself from anything or am I just doing this for oh, positive yeah. endeavour? Or oh no, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm 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 much better to be around now. It's a fucking nightmare. Right. Uh, it's just a relentless. I mean, Paula left me a few times. We've been together 34 years now. Uh, and she, like when I first started my martial art journey, which was weird, um, because it was making such a big improvement to my life, she left me because I was just so obsessed with it. I was just doing it all the time, but I was still partying. So she'd see me. I'd drop in at weekends or the odd day in the week to say hello. And I'd be off traveling and training and partying and fly back from Spain after a training weekend to stop at a party in Luton on the way and come back. So... Yeah, I've gone through, and and the reason I started training was because of a serious mental breakdown because of what we discussed last yeah, time yeah. when you curled up on your chair and looked like yeah, Gollum when I was telling you. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. go back, check it out. Trust me. If you could have seen him, it was hilarious. Oh, it was so good. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was worth Paula getting shot just for that. Yeah, no, so. <laughs> being, being shot at in your van and yeah, it, 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 yeah. So yeah, so i um, definitely started martial arts because I tried different therapies, I tried different things, I met some crazy weird people calling themselves witches i experienced some really unusual things that i don't know how to explain um and yeah a constant because again for me it was you know i was I, I was at the point all them years ago of is this worth uh, is how do i stop i don't want to feel like this for the rest of my life yeah how do i end this feeling of emptiness and paranoia i mean paranoia to the point of walking up lincoln high street and I'd have a thought and the whole heist, uh, thousands of people, as far as you can see, all the way up to the Stonebow and beyond, like would stop and turn and look. Wow. And I get paranoia to that level. And I get that now if I smoke weed. So I don't smoke, I don't smoke weed for 20 years mm. and I've had it a cut, you know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm all right. Yeah. I have a split and it's, the, I don't know if it's um, schizophrenia, personality disorder, what, I don't know what it is. But I would, if I did that now, if I smoke weed now, sat here with you, yeah. you would, your lips would start going, and there would be words coming out, and, and it would all be horrendous, well, and it would all be cutting all... deep, and yeah, yeah, like really. Mm. So, yeah, I'm on a massive um, journey of um, dealing with lots of stuff. Right. I just, um, I just, I think I deal with it quite well. Yeah, and people think hey, he ain't got any issues, or, or apart from the obvious weirdo. But you know what I mean? It's like he's confident, and he's you know, yeah, yeah. Because I will just literally go and ch and say, and um, like in training, for a good example is I was training recently, and uh, Dom had a problem with something in an area, and I, 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 I don't care. I'll be like, oh, well, do it to me. I don't, I, I don't know. I'm not the world's best jujitsu guy. I have an understanding of bodies, mechanics, leverage, this, that, and so we'll do a thing, and then it's like, oh. And once I feel it and I can feel the positions, I'll, I'll find an answer for that problem. Mm -hmm. Pretty much 95% of the time. And if I don't, then I contact my coaches. Uh, I'm just all right at that. But I'm, I, I have the confidence, if anyone's in the room, to do that. I don't care who they are. My, mm -hmm. my, my coach, John Will, fifth dan, sixth dan now maybe, BJ. I'm like, oh, what about, what if we do, could we do? you know, I, I'm mm. curious enough to, and, and, and not self, I don't know, I'm just not, well, that balance that you 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 you'd face because again we keep referring to the first episode, but people should go and listen to it because it's it's really really interesting and we do document a lot of what we're talking about now. Like your journey, when we talked about you being a traveller and starting parties, you were a kind of strange amalgamation of traveller because you're a punk, mm. 
Mm. But you're a, a traveling community like gypsies are traveling communities. And you've got a whole ethos that's kind of, I would imagine, very different to gypsies per se or ravers per se or that genre of music or this genre mm. of traveler. You kind of amalgamated things and confuse people. You know, punk rockers are extremely expressive, style, hair, music, taste. So you invite eyes mm. and thoughts and opinion. And then you, that confidence that you've got to, and I've thought about this in my own life, when I've looked back at some of my worst behaviour, when I picked on kids when I was at school, I got picked on and I picked on. And I can remember some of the, the kids that I would have picked on. I look at it now and I think, God, that was just a kid who was just brave mm. to stick with wearing that long coat or that I, that haircut or mm. that style. I'm going to change him, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And, then, and back then I'm thinking, oh, I'm one of the jocks. I'm in the football team. I'm one of the lads. And, you know, we're all got the same Adidas whatever on. To that idiot. And actually, yeah, and giving him all sorts <laughs> of shit and making his life hell. And actually now I think, fuck, no, he was brave. Mm. He was just doing what he was doing. And, mm. yeah, his head was down and he had to walk past us for five fucking years. And, you know, we probably made a lot of people's lives. Mm. And I think to myself, God, you know, that strength to just be who you are, mm. you know, in the in the face of the culture and the, the you know, the, the expectations and the fashions and all those things, that does take a lot. But there seems to be this battle mm. because we're so aware of that pressure. We're so aware of those expectations. And you going through what you went through, a lot of violence, a lot of, you know, crazy stuff, the shooting you know, to arrive at martial arts and from there, you know, all of this holistic stuff with the therapies, obviously you were vegan anyway, without knowing necessarily all the science that we know now, just it was a feeling and something you followed through. At your, at your place in life now, um, although you don't look it, you're what, 50? 52. 52. So you're now probably living in a stage of your I thought life. I going to say successful. You don't look it, but it's successful. You look <laughs> wonderful. You look really good. You look, you do look really good. Your skin's buoyant. I mean, and it makes total sense. We've just listened for however long to fucking sauna, CBD, cryo, floating, you know. But I think for any listener or viewer at this point in this conversation, they'll have a positive outlook, positive perspective, you know, good vibes openness, willingness to be wrong, willingness to fucking, you know, I don't know how many times you make self-correct, you say, I don't want have that wrong. You know, like that, that is a, a, a strength. That's mm. an openness. That's a, um, that's that weird dichotomy. I come back to you like that insecurity that we feel, the fear we feel for, are we, are we doing it right? Is everybody, you've conquered that in the sense, as you just mentioned, that people think you're really confident and you've got everything down. And, and in many ways you are, mm. but it's not to say that you're not, there's still parts of me that dealing like, yeah, with yeah, yeah. Shit. Still got to push myself through things. I'm not going to do that now. The more we all understand mm. that, the most mm. confident people that we come across, the most flamboyant people, are still having those moments. They're, yeah, they're yeah, still yeah. shit, piss and cry and mm. wonder and oh god, you know, we're all doing that. And if we can take that away a little mm. bit, you know, and and I think this conversation sort of nailed it on with th th those little thought pr processes of yeah, I'm going to give that a will. Like you know, there might be a lot of lads who think oh, going and floating. You know, lads that I've grown up with, I think, oh, it's daft, fucking, what, 40 quid for a bath? You know, like, oh, I'm not doing that. You know, mm. what do you mean you go into therapy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The word therapy for some people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. actually doing it and then realising what comes from it, like I say, not just that hour of that nice environment, but like what comes through you, like you're literally defragging so much of your shit mm. and then you become a more 
I don't know, a, a broader perspective that you allow to sort of and then bestow maybe a little less judgment there or a li- or you'll not allow as much judgment to come into you because mm. you're more, I don't know what it is. It's all simple and it's all mm. right there. But we're all fucking scared yeah, to death. Yeah, yeah. We're all scared to death, yeah, and, course, yeah. aren't we? Yeah, yeah. And just going after something. I mean, in the, in the times that we've been in this year and 2021 looks to be probably the same where fear and um, questioning our instincts, questioning our truths, you know, how we feel about what it is we're experiencing, it's going to be pushed to the limit, mm. isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really do hope we find a way, like you mentioned earlier, that we can get to the point where cryo and flotation and, you know, wild mm. swimming groups and all these things, do they, they do permeate mm. deeper into into I the culture. A massive step. I think a massive step. I think I think the world would change overnight if everyone just took the attitude, and I really do think just took the attitude of like, I don't know, mm. but I can control this, this, and this. Just them things. I'm going to work on them because mm. all that. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Aiden and I were saying before the podcast, it's almost like the internet, as wonderful as it's been in so many ways, like it feels like ultimately the ability for everybody to say everything all the time mm. at once is like, like what can you trust now? Like who mm. do, where does the book stop with, uh, uh, you know, politics or um, medicine mm. or therapy or sports, you yeah, know, yeah. facilities that provide this result or that, like this just, <laughs> it's just, <laughs> and I think, yeah, you come back here, don't you? Mm. This is what I've said all year with the yeah, camping. Yeah. It's like by going camping for me and just, putting a bag on my back with the, the, the stuff I need, just the stuff I need. I don't want it to weigh too much. I just need what I need. I need my tent, my shelter, you know, my water, my food, and a couple of other bits in this bag, and it's all there. And then we go to a beautiful place, and we have to work hard to get to it. You see that up there? We're going up there, and it's a fucking, I tell you, hiking. Mm. We've trained. We do all sorts of hiking. is fucking tough. tough. Really tough. I thought, oh, I'm, I'm pretty strong. You know, Dave does it all the time. Dave McGregor, powerful Dave McGregor. I'm thinking, I train, I'm, you know, I've, I've always trained, I'm, I'm pretty fit, I've, I'm beyond, I've got this bag on my back, we're going up this hill, we're only walking, and inside Fatigue, my mind, yeah, I'm yeah. at the limit of like, shit. Have you ever gone high? Have you ever done high altitude? Not yet, I've gone, I've only gone peaks, lakes and stuff right. at the minute, I've not, I've not gone high, high I struggled yet. with that. I struggled, yeah. I went to Colorado, I struggled with high altitude. Really? I didn't expect it. So okay. I went back, I did it, I booked again, I thought, right, yeah, I, tra- I trained for a year with, oh. for, uh, I know the tech, so the science in the high, you know, the high altitude masks. Yeah. I, I have got the, I've got a few. I've got the old original big rubber one that looks like you're at a bondage party or something. Not very friendly when people walk in the gym. <laughs> got them on. But I still got it. It's good. I sweat a bit inside it. And then they've got the smaller ones, the newer ones that make you look like Bane off Batman. Yeah. So I've got a few. I've got one that Baz Rutten invented as well. It goes in your mouth for a different mouth breathing one. Oh, I've heard you but, talk about that one. Yeah. You end up pouring out the end of uh, uh, saliva, just pouring out the end of it. So it's a messy one. But I trained for a year using them. Now, the science for them, I understand, isn't actually really what you should be doing for high altitude training. But I thought, oh, you know, I'm going to do a year's training with these different devices and really push my body with them on. Made no bit difference. Really? I think it was worse, actually. Really? I think I was worse when I went out. Yeah, I was up 14,000 feet and I think I was worse the second time. It was affected me more. Wow. Yeah, didn't get on. It ruined, ruined the experience because it was a beautiful place. It was in Breckenridge in Colorado. Oh, Absolutely mind-bending. That's on my list, Colorado. And we've got listeners in Colorado, which always blows my mind. I mean, I, I love the idea of Colorado. And, that, and a lot of those states, you know, Ohio, you know, Denver, I, 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 that kind of beautiful. That's amazing. There's so much in those in those states, you know, in terms of beauty, the different variations, waterfalls to, to mountains, snow-top mountains to beautiful, deep, 
lush forest and almost jungle. Oh, I'd go up on the lift in my snowboard in the mornings, like first thing, I'd be there for queuing up for the lift, first lift, straight up, up that mountain. And I'd get ready to board down and I'd just look and it'd be like, I could just sit here all day. Mm. Just sit here all day. Just sometimes I'd sit on a find a rock or something and just sit and just look at it. Just that that's what I've been feeling with the with the with the camping, Matt, you know. Packing that little bag, you know, the utility of that, as Jordan Peterson would say, you know, utility, have utility. And having a little bag just with the survival bits in, them the work and the graft of the pilgrimage, if you will, of like going to that beautiful spot, then getting to that beautiful spot and you know, them last for me anyway. The last like half an hour of hiking might be like, fuck, you know, you know, can't we just, let's just put the tent here. We're good here. Right, come on, we'll keep going. And then you get there, you get that tent down, you take that bag off, you know, maybe you have a craft beer or whatever it is you do, you know, put the sausages on, who knows. But then you sat and you look and we don't even talk, you know, there'll be mm. long periods where we're just in awe and, in, and, and not just in, at the surroundings, but the whole thing, the journey, the work we've just done, the decision we made to, put the phone down and leave the digital mm. crazy society world for 24 hours. It's almost like a, like it's like a meditation, like a, a piece. And I've, th that this year for me, that's given me so much insight to simplify it, mm. um, which I'm so pleased about because timely, it's been obviously so important to find something for all of us that helps our mental health, helps us cope. Yeah, for sure. And I hope this podcast, which I'm, I'm sure it will to those who find it, you know, it, it offers some ideas that these things, you know, yeah, flotation and cryotherapy, they're therapies that we spend money on. But there's lots of this stuff that we do that is in our hands. Mm. It's in our hands, isn't it? You can get in cold water. You can breathe. You know, your explanation of breathing, you've even said yourself, yeah, why am I not? Why am I not doing it? You know, I'm gonna, I know I'll be doing it again after this podcast. Like I say, I'm really enjoying James's his book at the moment, James Nestor Breathe. Check that out. And I will be uh, off the back of that story. Yeah, that'll trigger that little tickle. Be like, yeah, breathing, get my breathing going again, you know. Mm -hmm. And people can do stuff. And we, we we need to just remember that, I think, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Simple I things. Think, I don't know how you do it with a podcast format because technology, I don't know. But something I've always been conscious of in my life is not preaching to the converted. So mm. when I'm doing my martial arts, I'd I'd take it into unusual environments or like like the like you say, the punk thing with the, the DJ and the sound systems, we'd drive into, um, we'd set huge systems up in marquees in, in Woodland in Portugal, for example, and then we'd go and target the anarchist centres, the rave clubs, and we'd, you know, we'd go to speak to like DJ radio stations and we'd try and, because over there, it's probably quite difficult for people to understand now. There was a, it's like England, if you're over 50, you'll get it. It's like England in the seventies. It was punks, rock skinners, and everyone. Uh, yeah, everyone separate facets. Yeah, of, yeah. You yeah, was in a, a sort of a cult, if you like, almost. So, you know, you didn't mix with the other generally, and uh, it was like that in Portugal in the nineties. It was um, the ravers, the punks, and uh, it was pretty much split. And we crossed that divide. It was like, what the hell? So it was a conscious thing. I mean, we transitioned into the music because it's the way a lot of the punk bands went. Uh, Obviously, we didn't just go, we're not punks anymore. We just, we, oh no, we did. <laughs> this is cool. Oh, Chris Liberate used to drum for um, Back to the Planet. The punk band has written this techno track and it's, ah, it's all right. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. it was all this sort of like blending and transition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and it just threw, you know, but but that's that's the exciting thing, isn't it? Like, mm. you stand there you know, on the mats when I'm teaching. I'm a bit, my teaching style's quite 
unusual, you could say. I don't know. But uh, I will bring things in about the Egyptian pyramids, or I will yeah. bring things in Yeah, that's in about... not a joke when you were saying yeah, that before. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, that's yeah, literally part of the philosophy, <laughs> which is what I love about the Academy, you know. Exactly that, Matt. You know, the idea that the experience, and, it, and it's the same for this podcast, that's all this podcast is. And I, I get, I'm, as I, do, I did a ramble chat, I rounded up the year um, in a podcast that went out in early January. Um, and it was, uh, or it will be going out in early January. I've, I've, I've done that, look back at the year and realise not only have I had great time and I've had people on the podcast, it's been great, but like, I've learned so much. Mm. And, I'd, I'd, uh, an ability to look at things from a point of view and realise, oh yeah, not everybody thinks like that and all that. And, and then maybe the same topic with different people, how they've got different views and different... Yeah, I guess because your guests are from a diverse background, that's your, how you touch the different areas. Isn't yeah. It? yeah, and then yeah. we might go into the same topics and the same sort of core things come up, but in totally different ways. And you think, oh, right. And it is a therapy mm. and it's been amazing. I've really enjoyed chatting Just to different people. people's perspectives, different yeah. walks of life. And yeah. yeah. I think that's And again, alongside water or breathing or, you know, just talking. Mm. It's dead simple. Mm. You know, being honest, being able to allow yourself to be where we are, which is, again, that's quite scary potentially this year. You know, um, whether we can can speak freely is going to be a tricky one. This whole this whole time is going to be tricky. Don't worry about my Facebook ban. It's a good one. Okay, cool. Then let's, let's let's take so, take us into the <laughs> Facebook ban. I posted a picture of a shrimp, and uh, I got an instant ban for three days because it looked like a dick. So I just went, oh, wait, three days. I'll just ignore is it. Is that what they said? Yeah, yeah, just profanity or something. So I was like, oh, whatever. Uh, a bit annoying. Cause was there any context on it? Or was nope. it just a picture? No, just a picture. Someone meant, someone said, how big's your uh, winkle when you get out the float, out the plunge pool? Yeah. So I posted a picture up of a shrimp that looked right. like a dick. Like, right. uh, got an instant three-day ban. Uh, but I've got my brother, you know, my, my brother's Down syndrome, you, you know, Joe. Joe. Yeah. Um, so he's Joe. got an account. So I just use that. Because oh, I've got to keep the business, people interested in the business, in the middle of a lockdown, the businesses are short. My only form of communication with a lot of people is Facebook. Yeah. So I was like, it's really damaging. And uh, so I thought I'll use Joe's account. So I was doing Joe's account. And then uh, I was like, hey, everyone, I'm posting for Matt. Matt's been a naughty boy, just joking and stuff. And uh, then I got my freedom back on Facebook. And uh, I had a pretend argument with Joe. So I had Joe on my phone. What, like a staged thing? Yeah, it was me, me and... Oh, so it was both me. I had my account up and I went, hey, but everyone, I'm back. Uh, did Joe do a good job? And then Joe answered, which was me, yeah. going, I was better than you, everyone liked me. And it just went on. And yeah, my yeah, brother's yeah. And was going, he's going, my dad's bigger than your dad. I went, your dad is my dad. He went, he'll beat you up. I went, he can't, he's dead. And it just went on like this. And, uh, and in the end, I went, you're a very, very ugly boy. I said, you're uglier than a dog's bum. Bam. And I went, hey, and I looked and it went, you've got a seven-day ban for uh, insult and a profanity. What? So, yeah. And I was like, no way. I've just had a ban for arguing with myself. <laughs> so I went on Joe's page and then I put, my brother's just got banned for calling me a dog's, looking like a dog's bum. A young do exaggerated. I'm far uglier than a dog's bum. Oh, wow. I like, like it. It's just, like, it's just the bizarreness of it all. But you realise. Did I you mean, get any ba anything back on that, on the retort? Did uh, they say anything no, about that? Nothing, no, no. So I just left it. So, uh, it's, but you realise—I mean, I've known this. You know that everyone knows this, and mm. we sort of say it. But it's that thing when it happens, and you go, "Huh, my business. I've got the float business. I've got the cryo business. Yeah. I've got the twenty-three CBD yeah. uh, business. I've got function first Lincoln business. Mm. I've got you know, and and they do, a lot of my communication, advertising, marketing, and involving yeah. people is through Facebook. And you go, oh, yeah. okay. Now I've got to start watching what I say, which is really even scary. in jest." 
Like, because my businesses will suffer. You go, hmm, that's too much power. Well, even if it, you know, it's you having that kind of stage back and forth and creating a little vibe there. But even if it was you and Joe talking, that's two brothers, mm. you know. that Yeah, it's even linked, brothers. Whether or not it falls in the bracket of what's now considered offensive or whatever, then you, there must be sub... Jesus, you know, called him a dog's bum. You know, these are brothers. These aren't two strangers <laughs> falling out about Brexit. This is two brothers yeah, yeah. just having a, clearly having a crack. It's crazy, you know. isn't it? Yeah, I really don't know where all that that, that ends up. And, and you, you you mentioned that about those moments that you do have, you go, fuck, hang on a minute, everything's on these mm. platforms. Mm. That's something Aidan and I, and luckily I'm only at one year and we're building up and YouTube's probably our biggest community. You know, we're about to hit 3,000 subscribers on YouTube. I've, I think we do have a Facebook attached to the Instagram, but I don't use it. I don't use my Instagram anymore. I literally just have the Chew the Chat Instagram, that's it. Um, and we publish the podcast with our host, which is Anchor, which is the audio one. And then that pushes out to wherever it is, Spotify and all those places. And then this, and I've just had a website built, a wonderful company who listens to the podcast reached out and, you know, you need a website, you know, let us do your website. It's amazing. So we've got a little website up now. And I think what we're going to try to start doing is, um, is just building that website and trying to push our growing community towards that. Mm. And I think that's going to, you're going to start seeing that more and more across across the so. internet now. Because can't give them, it's too much, that's too much control over someone's life. That's, well, we've, that's got, we've got a podcast, businesses. yeah, we've got a podcast coming um, that will be released in January sometime um, with cash from the Educate Inspire Change page. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with that yeah. page, but it's one of the big pages when, you know, when those pages started to come around, the kind of alternative thinking about eight, nine, ten years ago, when they started to come around. Because I can remember thinking, when I was scrolling through Facebook and stuff, I can remember, I, I can, I see it better now, but I remember at the time thinking, oh, you know, I'm spending more time kind of reading these kind of left field little articles like Brain Pickings or Educate Inspire Change, what might be about turmeric paste or, you know, just these different mm. ways. I'm spending more time sort of here than I am checking the football score and the whatever it mm. is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Really pivotal. And they went on to become an enormous page on Facebook, like three and a half million followers. Mm. Well, they were one of 70 pages, I think not quite a month ago, that just woke up to, gone, you're gone. Because mm. your misinformation or your disinformation or your counter whatever the arc has to be. Mm. And that's I've eight, lot, eight nine years of his work and wow. a lot at three and a half million subscribers, mm. you know, that's, that's a lot that, of work. Eh? That's a livelihood and a lot mm. of work. That's your income. That's your life. Happening to a lot of people. Just yeah. gone. Now we can argue all day about whether that's a justifiable thing because somebody like me who was, you know, at the time of coming across them, I made pivotal changes. Like it mm. made me, it was a contributing factor to yeah, me looking at the, the world de differently. de-platforming everyone and, and well, a de-platforming lots of people for various reasons and you can, you, group A, you can go, yeah, we agree, yeah, get him off, he was vile, anti-transgender, whatever. Then you know, they, they banned someone else from, and they're like, no, no, they're, it's just suits and, and that's the problem, isn't it? I think Agendas, everyone's so divided. Yeah. It suits the agenda or mm. the the group, the tribal think. So it's like no one's, well, very few or not enough are going, no, hang on. You know, it was a bit of a dicky thing to say, but don't ban him because mm. that, that's, that's the, the dominoes fall. Just like It that. just doesn't Your business. stop. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. If, like you said, that's what we think it, you know, like if it's got that much and it would be with this i mean we're only a year in so we're in kind of good time to try to cultivate 
something. But it, it's one of those things that it's going to have to be culture. It'll be culturally driven because we're so reliant on just going to Facebook. And you know, what, can remember when websites were a big thing. You know, they still mm. are. But going and getting your website done was like the thing. A lot of people now are just straight to your page. Mm. You don't bother the website. Have I seen the guy, the guy that in, straight to an Instagram. It, again, and I don't know how much truth there is in it, but the guy that invented the internet is inventing a new internet and he's not involving Facebook and all those social media platforms. Right, that's interesting. And it's you in control of your own data. Right. I don't know how much truth there is in that. But right, that'd be interesting. interesting. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how long we could keep something like that up before we corrupt it and mm. find a way to yeah, yeah, make yeah. the cheddar. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's a really dangerous thing, and I'm hoping, and I do keep, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll use this opportunity to, to plug that, sending viewers and, and people who are, who are joining the podcast family, you know, to, to head over and, um, and join the newsletter. I'm not going to be inundating anybody with loads of mad shit. I just want to get that database built up. Because I think as we move through the 2021, we are going to see things disappearing that we that we want to be part of. And I do, I can't help but think, you know, when we are scrolling, we just go to the Instagram and we go to the page. And we, there's a there's a difference between doing that and specifically going to the website that, is, that doesn't have that page. And then you go off and you go to that website and you find that website and you join that community. I think in like in the real world, that smaller communities more meaningful connections is it's going to happen digitally because they're going to force it to happen because the censorship and the shutdown of free speech and, you know, free thinking. Yeah, but you got, you're right wing if you say free speech. That's so, gone so weird and squirrely, hasn't it? If you mm. say um, pro-free speech, oh, you're a right wing, far right wing, or you're, in, you mm. know, you're fascist. It's like, but wait, mm. how the hell? Did we yeah. get there? Yeah. It's like so quickly. You... As yeah. Well. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. mind bending. Yeah, that's something that we're 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 really conscious of, you know. When it's not because it's not to say that you're right or you're wrong. It's to talk, it's to communicate, mm. it's to learn, isn't yeah, yeah. it? That's how you learn. And if I say something stupid, pull me up on it. And yeah. if I'm a intelligent or I've got any moral compass, I'll go, oh, okay. Yeah. Like I do when I'm training. You arm bar me, yeah. I tap. Yeah. You win that argument. Yes. You know? <laughs> so I'm not I'm not arguing anymore. It breaks. Yeah, it's the same and we all way. respect that. Yeah, yeah. You know, that that other mm. thing that happens on the, the you know the, the peripheral hive understanding and respect of that. Mm. But people find the difficulty with words with that. If you put most people in that situation and they did a little bit of training, they'd understand very quickly. Most people, you get the odd fruit cake, but most people very quickly would within the first hour training session would go. Oh, you tap when you're, mm. you're losing mm. and, you, and you go, okay, and then you start again and you learn how to in, improve yeah. that. And you respect that situation you next respect time that you're, situation. you're yeah, that yeah. And you humbly accept defeat or and then learn how to not be defeated so easily next time mm. and improve your game. Mm. But people struggle to translate that lesson to daily life. And if you say something that disagrees with me or it's a, it's a, it's a direct attack on my c complete core and my mm. moral being and my existence. And it's like, Rather than, oh, okay. And here's yeah. an interesting point on that, to add to that, Matt, is that existence, that core, that, that physical action you just did there is actually happening, or it's been removed because what is this is happening in this, behind this fucking whatever it is. You know, we're doing all this here. So I'm sending out this opinion or this point of view or this part of the argument to you. Right, you see, yeah, there you go, have that. Mm. Well, that's, yeah. that's the other thing. Sorry, did you finish then? What I was going to say is, is that that removal of mm. this yeah. being That's, in yeah, yeah. in this moment, being in front of each other, the smell in the air because we're different humans, the feeling, the mm. energy, the literal, the 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 the, the, the things that you were prepared to, cues, yeah. to say to one another mm. here, 
compared to there are worlds apart yeah, yeah. On, yeah, to- you- on top of what you just said there that you know the, the, we've cultivated this this thing yes exactly yeah if I, I genuinely think that most people would get on there's obviously going to be fractions at the far ends of the scale that would like like we used to we'd have pitched battles with nazi skinheads like they were, they were two, them two groups were never going to meet and sit down and go hey let's talk this through mm. they had swastika tattoos and luftwaffe eagles and you know, they, they came in the Blood and Honor t-shirts and we'd have pitch battles with them uh, many times while we were doing anti-fascist gigs to raise money for anti-racism, anti-fascist awareness and da-da-da. And that was my, my upbringing. That was a common experience. But there's the more... There's, they're the extremes of the scale. They're not, you know, mm. Most people are somewhere in the middle, left and right, whatever you want to call it. I don't understand all that. It's, mm. like, it's just common sense, or it seems to be. Mm. Uh, the The... If then people meet face to face, and then one of them went, "I voted Brexit," and the other one went, "Well, I voted Remain," they wouldn't just start fighting. Generally, yeah, yeah and get inspired. Unless they were then two extremes of the scale, yeah, just yeah. complete morons. Most people go, "All oh, right, why did you do that then?" Because I don't understand. Didn't it make that? And you'd have a bit of a conversation, and you'd maybe, maybe either go away even more hardened with your idea, mm-hmm. depending, on, or oh, okay, I understand. Yeah, get it. I get it. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. that that's gone. Yeah. But it's not gone in real life. I don't think it's gone in real life because we have these conversations a lot. No, but real ideas. life's shrinking as mm. digital life grows. Yeah. The perception it? of it all is mm. overblown. And like, this is it's insane. I mean, it is insane. It is mm. insane. But the perception of it all is that we are these two groups that just constantly are fighting. You know, if, mm. you, if you're Trump or you're Republican, uh, Democrat, or you're, you're de- 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 Brexit, not Brexit, vaccine, not vaccine, COVID, mm. not COVID. Mm. It's just massive split. And then it's yeah. like on the internet, those two groups are never going to ever, ever going to make any headway. And There's going to be no... How does it affect us? So, you know, over time and all the micro moments that this is happening globally, we, you mentioned that in real life, it does, you know, in real life we've still got this, but how how much time have we got left where all this digital time, all this digital experience when we leave the thing, we do move back into the physical world like we do. You know, you're doing your thing. Then once upon a time, we used to nip into town or we'd go to the place or go to the restaurant. How long is it? Is it a decade? Is it two decades? Is it a generation before all of that impact of the digital does change? I think, is, is it is it happening? Are we seeing mm. a slight... Sorry. Is it in anxiety? Is anxiety higher now because of all of this confidence or not in the digital communication or reading things well, suicide rates are off the scale through social media use aren't they especially for girls it's increased massively because the way girls express so it's got to be impacting that, that real world experience mm. of us because I, I mean i've experienced it myself Mike. you know back in the day when i was pretty active on facebook and kind of trying to sell my point and you know getting into it with people and being 10 15 20 comments down of whatever it right wrong brexit this that the other blue red mm. fucking tribal whatever you know, you, 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 I can remember seeing a guy who was a guy from school. And as I alluded to earlier, sometimes I was the bully, sometimes I was bullied. And there was a, there was a guy who remained nameless that was getting into it. We were getting into it back and forth some 15 years later than our school experience later from our school experience. You know, and I'd have been somebody that he wasn't over the moon about seeing once upon a time. And anyway, now we're having this back and forth and, you know, we've all grown up and lots changed, but we're, we're in this back and forth and he's red and I'm blue or whatever it was. And it and it's fucking really spunky, like like not we're not just making points here. We're, there's just some personal kind of veiled stuff happening. And I'm thinking, wow, this is this is strange. Mm. This is strange because I'm just calling on my experience of this person, which I'm having to recall. I'm like, well, 
okay, that was how it was, and but things have changed. But then I'm also playing with this idea that is this this medium? Is this? And then yeah. anyway, I see this guy in fucking Tesco's somewhere, fill in the blank. And uh, we must have clashed three or four times over a period of time. And then I saw him in the real world, in Asda's. And I saw him see me. And don't get me wrong, this is a common behaviour in a supermarket, isn't it? When we're a bit busy and we can't be, oh, fucking hell, there's, oh, right. You know, we're off down the other aisle because we haven't got time to chat. But I saw him, he saw me. And in that moment, I, it all came like came through my, oh, there's the guy, you know, and it all played out in my mind. And he fucking didn't know what to do when he saw me. Didn't know what to do. He was like... You know, like, and I'm, I, I was like, yeah, how are you doing? You know, like, acknowledging mm. the weirdness because that's yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. that carries in. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I know it's weird. Yeah, yeah. And half of me, when I saw him, was thinking, God, is he, he was really spunky and quite mm. personal. I mean, he might even have a pop at me now. Well, I said, I remember having an argument with a guy, a flat earther, when I used to argue on there, I don't anymore. And I was like, why? And anyway, whatever that was about. But uh, it's got it's got far worse. <laughs> and flat Earth's quite normal now. And uh, I just said to him, I said, because he was getting real shitty. And I just went, Luke, I said, don't, we're going to meet one day. This will just be awkward. Don't go down this route. Exactly and he just, went, he just went, are you fucking threatening me? And I went, no, I'm it's, just saying we'll meet one day. It's going to be awkward. And it'll be awkward. I'm just telling you what will happen. It will happen. Yeah. That's just the way it that's, life. That's just what I experienced. Mm. It was, but, but because I'm thinking about this as well, it's, so it's not just having that experience of that thing. I'm thinking the, the through the philosophy of all of mm. this. Do you know what I mean? Because it's part of my experience. I'm, I think it's a really impactful part of what's changing us, and I'm aware of it. And so I'm thinking about it a lot anyway. Then when I'm having a real kind of digital, real world experience of it within the the, the thinking about this thing, I'm really, and it was so strange because he just didn't, and I felt for him. I felt sorry for this guy because i'm thinking he's so uncomfortable mm. he's obviously saying all this stuff and coming across in a way that's not him this isn't you why mm. you know and then the I was, anxiety you must be carrying now must to be, be honest with you i stopped that's one reason i stopped trying to when they got heated i'd type a bit faster rather than thinking it through and i come i did come across as a bit of an ass mm. and then when i looked red red and back afterwards do, it was like i was really blunt but I wasn't being blunt. It was like, I was just trying to get my bit in, you know, before yeah. he started getting that Because the heart out. rate's and up, like, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was just like, but it would be Joe, I'd, we'd be laughing at the end of it and we'd probably be like, ooh, you know, but we're Come like, I get, I, get, I get really animated. Everyone says, oh, why are you shouting? I'm like, I'm not shouting. It's not going to this. Yeah, but he came in and he did. It's like Alex Jones. I get like that. Yeah. But I'm not angry inside. I'm really enjoying myself. I'm animated. I'm like, oh, and I'm like firing. And so I get a bit like that. So my words get bluntened and shortened and like, bap, bap. And it's like, you fucking dickhead. And I'm like, mm. it does look like, actually, yeah. Yeah. I do look yeah, like it's not, it's not a great way. I think at this point in, in where we are and with all the problems we're faced with and all the challenges we've got to get past, I think the communication of code, sending code to each other mm. without context in the environment of just fucking madness doesn't seem to be that effective. And I've really, really coming back to what we said earlier about habits, who are we form of our habits? Something I've, really try to come away from is texting i'm trying not to fucking mm. just be it feels like i'm at a point now where i've done it for a couple of months and even when i in the moments where i do sort of sometimes quickly text back like i might send a line to your back whatever it is yes studio give me a ring whatever but even doing that feels really kind of like <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah i don't do it, it much. Just i do feels... a bit more at the minute but because yeah because of the way of the lockdowns i'm having to emailing the stuff people, and typing yeah. but actually mm. my phone but i've just been doing audio messages or sending videos 
and it just feels so much better. It's so much quicker. It's so much easier. You know, you've been sending me audio files. Yeah. And uh, I, I've been going, I can't hear them. Can't bloody hear them. Now I can program websites. I, I can build basic websites. I can do quite a lot of stuff. Technically, I'm fairly yeah. competent with yeah. stuff. And uh, I was like, bloody thing. So I just text you back and go, Sam, it's not, I can't, it's yeah, not you, working. Yeah, you've said that. Yeah. A few times. Uh, you don't hold the phone up to your ear like this at the end where the plug is. Apparently, you just hold it like you normally would and the voice comes out where it normally would. Because I did it the other day and I was like, where is the... Oh! Oh, I can hear it! I was like... <laughs> bloody idiot. Yeah, well, that, that for me has been, again, as part of my internal work and trying to work out and make myself a little bit less stressed and a little bit more... Um, effective as a communicator i'm finding that much more mm. much better and it's amazing yeah. how how it does per again like all these things we've talked about today you know how that does permeate everything else mm. like watching my wife she's left everything i mean i've mentioned it i'm i'm still in the game social media because of my business or this podcast let's call it um but watching her literal physical life change mm. in the, the way she manages time she'd be quite active with her stories and stuff and she's just got all the time in the world to it and she's just so much more efficient mm. functioning yeah Paula's not on any <clears throat> yeah, any networks at all powerful women aren't mm. they aren't they <laughs> we're, we're idiots well you know this year this, this 2020 <laughs> like Homer Simpson with the ow <laughs> yeah. That, that's the chat. That's what we're going to see. I think this year. I think you know. Obviously, we're going through a crazy time in terms of uh, public health and so on. But I'll think what's really going to show itself to be what we're dealing with is actually this digital mm. infiltration of the human being and how we are going to change the way we communicate forever. Well, we have been doing little by little, but I think we're going to see it big time this year. I think there's going to be a lot of change in, there is. in that. People, have, everyone's resetting a little bit, aren't they? Mm. There's going to be a lot. Of and I, listen, there's there's silver lining as well. There's mm. a lot of good things to come from yeah, this. Yeah. I mean, oh, even yeah. the lockdowns, you know, there's a lot of positive to come from it. To realise we haven't got to just be out consuming and spending and going mm. to places because, you know, I went over to Stapleford Woods the other day. I've never. It's like it was like one of your parties was on there, just rammed <laughs> full of people just walking. More than ever, people always say hello. I think because we're mm. aware that we're yeah, yeah. in this vulnerable thing and we're together and to see other people, so many people outside walking and just hopefully reconnecting to, mm. like we've said today. I think that is, I'm noticing that. I'm noticing um, more people focused on health, definitely. I know there was like the... the health the, is wealth. What was his name? Joe Wicks. I know there was the Joe Wicks craze and people you know, and obviously all. taper off. and. That. Yeah. But I think generally, I think there is a, a, a more awareness of health, immune system. People... You can talk. You can mention gut biome to a lot of people, and they'll sort of go, "Oh, right, yeah, yeah." Mm. Rather than what the hell, yeah. You know, they sort of the, some basic stuff. People, people mm. are starting to grasp the importance of, mm. of you know playing in the dirt, getting your hands dirty. Yeah, it's uh, definitely, definitely a positive. Well, let's end it there, Matt. That is lovely. Positive, positive, positive. We'll send people to you. Obviously, as we know, um, we're about to head into another lockdown, so it looks like we probably can't use the services and everything. I don't know when this will go out. Um, but cryolab.co.uk yeah take us through the different businesses and where mm -hmm. to where to get to them check out Lincolnshire Cryo Lab I'd say go to Facebook but I can't post I can't answer you <laughs> <laughs> lincolnshirecryolab.co.uk uh, yeah floatlab.uk and uh, Function First Lincoln and 23CBD store yeah Which, CBD this goodies. stuff is I mean I feel just lovely right now 
I think I had two or three of them sweets and that 32 milligrams in there and it's tasty as well it is, isn't it? but you know what makes this slightly different it's got you see the cbg right that makes it slight it's got quite a high percentage of cbg in it that makes all the difference right okay experimenting with that a bit i've been buying separate cbg right. doing mixers and uh, it makes a big difference well we'll get into that then next mm. time eh? well listen thank you matt frost we'll send everybody down in the de- in the links in the description for this podcast below um yeah stay safe and you man peace thank you matt Thank you for listening to Chew the Chat podcast. Thank you for listening to Chew the Cat podcast. Chew the Cat. I want to say my own words. Go on then. Very angry. Yes, Matt Frost. What a lovely guy. Lovely, positive dude. Heart on his sleeve. Open book. And really just, as he said himself, fighting his own demons off, fighting those own insecurities off, trying to create the positive, trying to create the space in his mind and his life to hack this life, to to make the body work as well as it can, to be in touch with your mind as best we can, in that, in touch with that truth, in touch with that discipline, and have fun with it. That's an important part of that ethos that I love that Matt's got, that punk ethos. You know, it's real. It's real. You know, anarchy, as I've heard, Benjamin Zephaniah, future guest, fingers crossed. I've got both hands, fingers crossed, right next to the mic as I say this. It's in principle we're there. Just got to line it all up. But as I've heard Benjamin say, you know, people's perception of anarchy, you know, smashing things up and just being contrary for the sake of it is not necessarily the case you know anarchy is to be is to be in touch and in sync with your truth and to 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 follow that through no matter you know to be organized to be a community to communicate anarchy is to is to just believe in yourself you know and i love that and matt just yeah he's a friend of mine important part of of my life and my trajectory in the last six years and I really appreciate him and I hope you enjoyed it and cryotherapy as you've heard by now or cold therapy try it out we we live in fucking bonkers times I mean if if I don't have the radio I don't have the news I don't have any of that nasty fucking pollution coming in my mind and I'm not just talking about the rhetoric I'm talking about the whole setup in 2021 we are way past people who've been hired because of the symmetry of their face who then go into a building at five o'clock in the morning and get another a load of other human beings putting makeup on them making the contours of their face exaggerated dressing them then another group of people giving them their script telling them what to say how to say it then another group of people telling them how to manage their body language you know and then another group of people dictating what the narrative is going to be and where we can go and where we can't go in a seven minute soundbite you know we're going to just get to the the arc of what we, what the agenda is you know people in makeup everything's fucking just bollocks false shite bollocks pierce morgan is an example recently you know he sits on that show and i don't know pierce morgan and i'm not giving any shit to Piers Morgan, I'm using Piers Morgan as an example of this, of this structure, of this momentum that we've created in this, in this falsified, just, oh, what, what's a good word for it? Just, oh, just all that superficial kind of 
Yeah. He's he's on there talking about topics, using language that is just really, really too much in the way of should anti-vaxxers be prosecuted? You know, putting these things in the ideas of the general population who watch this stuff, you know. And all the while, he's sort of, reprimanding people you need to stay at home we need to be locked down lockdown should be strict tighter stronger you know we need to adhere to these rules and meanwhile he's off to the caribbean antigua on holiday sunning himself doing as he pleases for christmas <laughs> you know that duplicity is unacceptable um but it's us who create it you know you're we're, you me us we're tuning into this shite and giving them the platform giving them the audience you know, he's got his £170,000, whatever it is, getting from the TV station to just come in and do as he's told. He's going to do that, you know. And he thinks what's not on the cameras, you know, not being seen. But we live in a different world and that transition's happening. You can see it in the censorship of the internet. The internet's exposed so much. That's why they want to censor it now, because they don't want us to get behind the curtain. That's not a conspiracy. That's nothing crazy. That's just facts of structure. That's what happens. You know, people in the kitchen, in the restaurant, don't want you, the paying guest at the front of the house, to be in there watching and make the food because all sorts of things happen. Not to say that they're terrible things, but you just don't, that's just not what happens. You don't want that. You want, you want, you want people to see the end result. And television's been found out. Old school media, dinosaur media has been found out. You know, it's all bollocks. It's all false shite. The momentum has been created that's so big at this point that the structure just, it, it just feeds itself. And we're way past it. And I think people are waking up to it. So, yeah. That's a little side run. I apologise. But it does it does frustrate me. But we have got the ability now, you know, listening to conversations like that with people like Matt, you know, you can take your health into your own hands. You don't need somebody on the telly to tell you you must you, you need this vaccine, otherwise you're fucked. That's bollocks. You haven't been fucked every single fucking year before this, have you? And you won't be. It's the flu. The flu, it's a mutation of the flu. We've decided to shine a light on and turn it into a fucking nightmare scenario in order to change regime to shuffle the way that government dictate their power that's what's happening the flu covid flu is real it is it's a real thing and it's a dangerous if you are in that that sort of 75 and above category and you're not healthy yeah it's very dangerous but it's point five of a percent of the population or whatever it is that are actually in a critical situation from this disease so we've got to keep our heads on our instincts on our knowledge not just be fed from that television it's 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 a killer man yeah get the fucking thing turned off the idiot box turn it off seek your own information read books follow your nose as i've said many times recently with this this uh decision to take our children out of school for us, that has been learning about how children learn, learning about environments, applying that learning, the, the, the science, the studies that we've read, the, the 60, 70 years of science and studies that have been done on this now, and then applying it to our actual feeling, our actual first-hand experience of how we are p perceiving our children at school, how we're seeing them change day and day and day coming home, the things they're talking about, the little nuanced nuances of, of decision making they start to make where you realize oh yeah this is an indoctrination they're being indoctrinated and if that's up your street if you if some of these principles and these ways suit your ethos then that's great 
For us, that was not the case. And if you zoom out a little bit and start to look at the macro situation, schools and all of these structures, they're becoming tighter and tighter inside of government guideline. And, yeah, uh, I think the more you take back your decision-making for yourself, the better quality of life you're going to have, whether that's just peace of mind in your head and your heart or your actual everyday fundamental experience, it's, it's going to be in your hands at least. And that is important. And people like Matt, like I say, I digress, but you know, conversations like that with Matt, um, where you see people willingly putting their heart on the sleeve, making mistakes, insecure, but pushing through. And it's all simple. I kept saying during the podcast, it's all so simple. Vegetables, water, breast milk, exercise, fresh air, cold breathing is fucking none of this you can't put a barcode on that and sell it to us it can't be sold to you you don't see breastfeeding adverts on the telly because no one can make money from it okay like the same way that you're not going to get told oh before we actually just rush you in for a, a, a rush through vaccine that we're not sure what the side effects are we're not sure what the long-term effects are you know we've already had you wearing a mask for we don't know how long and the hypercapnia and um, all of the, the, the various um, science that points to these long-term effects that could possibly happen just from wearing masks. You know, f- before we do that, let's uh, let's talk about what we're eating, how we're sleeping, what our active lifestyles are like, because we can change so much just for going for a walk each day, just to just to add a walk into your life and swap a your average choice of oasis or juice or whatever. Just change that for a water. You know, going to bed at 11 o'clock after you've kept falling asleep on the sofa watching another half or another third of a film. Like, swap that to, fuck it, I'm going to bed at 9 o'clock and read a page of this book. Like, those four things there are fucking so powerful and they're so simple and they're in your hands. That's probably why we don't think it could work because we need a barcode on it or we need someone to fucking sell us something for us to believe it's going to work. Trust me. Those simple things are where it's at, and they should certainly be talking about that. Piers Morgan should be talking about that, or whoever is being given the responsibility of addressing multiple millions of people about these issues. We should be talking about all of the things that we have been blessed with that we can do, like pay attention to our health with our food, with our exercise, with our connection to nature and our community. Yeah, can't sell it. Shut up, you cunt, Sam. You're talking shit. Right. I love you, and I hope you're all well and safe. Take care of each other, and trust yourselves. Peace. Peace.